This is Todd Bridges from Different Strokes, and you're listening to Below the Belt Show. What you talking about, y'all? The Below the Belt Show is closed caption for the hearing impaired. It is now time for the bad boys of Baltimore. Pips up. Goes down. Guys, it's time for another episode of BTB Below the Belt Show in the Mother Effing House, the Quarantine Edition. I'm your host, Al Soto, aka Celebrity Soto, your host with the most, here for your weekly eargasm at home. <laughs> Let's go ahead and introduce tonight's room, starting with at the BTB Studios. He is the one and only. The king of the 80s, the demotivational speaker, the one and only Chachi McFly. What's up, Chachi? What's going on? Good to have you back. Fresh back from Ocean City. I guess so. Nice. Mm. Getting some beach beach action during the, I guess, the first, uh, one of the first weekends the beach was open up. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, it's still cold. Still cold, but still an enjoyable time. Yeah. Nice. I, I saw some of your photos. It's pretty awesome that you uh, adhere to to the mask rule and social distancing. And, <laughs> <laughs> but um, but nonetheless, still a good time despite bars. I know you love the bars and secrets. Uh, I and know it's it's weird not having any bars open at mm-hmm. the beach <clears throat> and uh, restaurants. A lot of takeout, right? Everything, I imagine everything's carry out. <laughs> was it um? It was, I heard there was a difficulty with uh, using the bathroom. They closed public restrooms. So if you didn't... Is that you legal to close public restrooms? No, they were open on the beach. Oh, they were open? Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. So I don't yeah, know it's, why the yeah it's, it's, it's the ocean. So, some people were complaining they were pissing <laughs> in the sand. I heard... I don't know who was saying that. No, but. no. The urinals were um, spaced out. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Every other urinal was um, yeah. taped off. Well, which is how it should be. Yes. <laughs> We don't want to, we won't be swinging swords now, do no, we? You don't, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go ahead and introduce the other voice in the room, guys. He is back on Below the Belt show, first time on the quarantine edition. I think the fourth wow. time, fourth time overall, I, or third time. I I don't remember. <laughs> okay, you see the third or uh, fourth in, time. We're in what quarantine day? Blah blah, blah at this point, so I don't <laughs> right. even know my own name anymore. <laughs> Guys, he is cosplayer extraordinaire. He is hardcore bloodshot, the one and only Jesse Fresco. I'm back again. Um, so, uh, well, 
I guess I don't know if we had you since you know I don't think we've had you on since you saw the Bloodshot movie. No, I think it was um was it because that week was 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 January February? No, it was before. No, 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 no. it it was Halloween. It got well the the okay the last show you were on, but Bloodshot actually premiered. That was one of the last few movies that made the theater release before everything closed down. March thirteenth. Yeah, right. So we thing. so we haven't had you on since. Yeah. Um, I guess since the, you're the ultimate Bloodshot fan. Um, you want to know what I thought of it? Yes, please. I hated it. <laughs> oh, you did really? I, it's not. It, it's it's not a good action film, nor is it a good Bloodshot film, nor is it a good sci-fi film, nor a good whatever it was trying to be. Wow. It's uh, brought to you by the good people at Sony. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't like it it's uh we, if you want to hear my thoughts on it uh the other podcast that i work on the film rescue show literally the day of seeing the film we did an episode to basically fix the movie basically we take movies that we think failed or were disappointing okay. and we pitch a better version i already had a pitch worked out for bloodshot because i heard that the movie wasn't very good and then uh we just did that episode. So if from you want your to go see sources, it, from your sources, yeah. Before we got released, got yeah, it. the movie is is like maybe ten percent based on the comics, and wow. even then, like the character in the book has white skin, red eyes, red spot in his chest. Only how often, one, how one often minute, do you see it towards the one end, minute, right? One minute, five <laughs> seconds of that four of that one hour forty two minute runtime is him as that character from the books. It's mostly just Vin Diesel, which is like, uh, why would you call it Bloodshot and yet he doesn't look like the character? It just well, with all well, this, well, what do you think about Vin Diesel being bloodshot? He's awful. Acting. He's, he's, he's awful. He can't act. He's a flat <laughs> line. And I, I said in the episode that we did on Film Rescue, I said if The Rock is our generation's Arnold Schwarzenegger, then Vin Diesel is our generation's Chuck Norris. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, because when Chuck Norris was doing his ninja films for Canon films back in the 1980s, he would always say, I don't want my face to be covered. If I'm on film, people see my face. I am me in all of my movies. He's not playing a character. He's not an actor. He's just playing himself. Right. Showing off his abilities. And if you want a a prime example as to how bad he is in that movie, watch Triple X3 and watch Donnie Yen and Tony Jaa in their amazingly shot fight scenes. And then watch this. 56 cut fight scene with Vin Diesel where they're clearly trying to cover up that it's a stunt actor. <laughs> he is pretty one. He is pretty one dimensional. Oh, uh, he's so flat. It's so yeah. Flat. I, I have to admit, but you know, he, he plays that character. You know, it's believable because it is he is one dimensional. So he'll play that just that. Yeah. You know that, that that typical action hero, one dimensional act action hero, and that's but what I see with Vin. And he, Bloodshot in those books is so is so much more in depth. There's so much yeah. more. Yeah. Like the books are way smarter than that film, and you can just <laughs> tell like that he wasn't in shape for the film because there's one shot where he stands up <laughs> and he turns around to the camera and he's not wearing a shirt and it cuts before you see his stomach, <laughs> and they're trying to cover up the fact that he has a wow. gut because he's over fifty. And so they're trying yeah. to cover up the fact that he has pudge and you never see him without his shirt on. Just like, whereas in the books, he almost never has a shirt on because he's got six pack abs and muscles everywhere. So, right. uh, it's, I know uh, initially you didn't have a problem, uh, with the casting of Vin Diesel. Yeah. Because I thought that maybe he was going to be more like, uh, Riddick or he was going to put in his effort, like in, uh, saving private Ryan. I thought like, it, you know, he really, really wanted to do it. And then I saw the film and it was just like, Oh, it's just another, Vin Diesel franchise. It's not a bloodshot movie. It's just a Vin Diesel movie. 
there's a difference between those two things. So I, I, I was promised that it would be completely unique and fresh, and the movie is just as you were blank lied to. I was lied to. Yeah. I was lied to. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's, well, uh, Jesse Williams. It's not very good. We always appreciate your opinions. We got a lot of uh, different things in the world of entertainment and yeah. particular movies I know you have an opinion on in the DC franchise. I know exactly we'll be going over. <laughs> we will get to that uh, shortly, but we'll like uh, to announce, uh, first of all, that Tiffany Marie Ford was supposed to join us. She will not be joining us tonight, sadly. Yep. Um, uh, we wish her well. She apparently hurt her foot um, and has to seek medical attention for said um hurt foot so we wish uh we well wishes go out to tmf miss mm. theater winters uh, i know uh and a little switcheroo on the guests for tonight um we were previously were was supposed to have fiona vroom from snowpiercer on tnt on the show um she is uh switching things up and uh we will be rescheduling for another date uh, another great guest. This is a, a second-time BTB guest, the beautiful and talented Alicia Rataru, who can be seen in this great film that I checked out on Amazon. Uh, it's called Killbird, um, and uh, she's also going to be in an upcoming episode of The 100, which is now going into its seventh season. Mm. Um, previously has been seen in CW's Arrow um, as one of Ollie's love interests. Um, <laughs> How many love interests does he actually have on that show? <laughs> he's a straight up player, dude. <laughs> God damn. Well, he's he's supposed to, he's basically supposed to be Batman. It's basically a yeah. Batman show minus Batman. So exactly. So Alicia yeah. will be uh, joining us a little later in the program. So uh, let's uh, talk about everything going on in the world of entertainment. I hope you have your cocktails ready. Um, mm-hmm. So Jesse, I know that you work on crew a lot, um, and um, there's news on California's film and TV industries. Um, they're going to make an announcement later in the week or into the weekend um, um, before the much anticipated state guidelines for reopening, according to Governor Gavin Newsom, um, specifically guidelines for restarting the film and TV productions um, as well. Yeah. Now, um, I imagine this will be very similar to a lot of the the states um that with the exception of new york um uh for uh starting a production i think new york will probably take a little longer but um yeah <laughs> new york is not going to be doing anything really pretty yeah soon. la yeah. dmv um uh atlanta maybe atlanta yeah atlanta um certainly canada um might be a little while for philadelphia it's kind of like in that jersey territory um but um expect production fingers crossed guys that that it does start soon um countries are starting to open up as you know Mm. we mentioned new zealand uh they just confirmed that um avatar will be resuming production in the beautiful country of new zealand um i mean what's another 20 years who cares (laughs) <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, don't, right. don't don't rush it. <laughs> um, also, um, uh, India, the Producers Guild of India, has published a comprehensive protocol document that will govern shoots um, after the pandemic subsides. India was pretty uh, hit pretty hard as well. There's um, so many people in such a small area. Exactly. It's, it's a big country, but it's it's there's a huge population, so it's like. More mm-hmm. people that are around, the easier it is to get, you know. That's exactly right. 
it's yeah, like, the, there's just the so many people. Area. Yeah. The real estate is not as big as the pop. The population is comparable to the U.S., but it's yeah. in a much smaller space. Yeah. You're exactly right. Um, but production, as you know, Bollywood, very popular in India. So um, they're um, it's one of their biggest businesses. Exactly. So they're trying to get back as well. Um, triple layer mask and gloves in India. They're requiring mandatory hand washing. That should go without question. You said triple, triple what? Triple layer masks and gloves. Oh, wow. Yes. The avoidance Basically of wear a gas mask. <laughs> and Basically and you know, wear a gas mask. damn hot in India, too. Can you imagine wearing that mask? <laughs> triple layer Oof. mask in India to eat. Also, they refrain from shared cigarettes. What the hell? People are actually sharing cigarettes in India. I mean, come on, really? Times are tough. <laughs> don't be, don't be so uppity. I, I guess. I mean, you know, <laughs> they, they, they say that the cigarettes are kind of the people that smoke are more susceptible to COVID. So you think people would have quit by now? And why are they fucking they sharing cigarettes anyways, right? That's, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the weird thing is, apparently people that smoke weed are less susceptible to get infected, which is odd. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's the THC that's in, uh, that's in that's, marijuana. That's a lot of irony there. Has that, has that been a proven study? or? Uh, as far as I'm aware, they've been doing uh, several studies on it. Nothing conclusive, but people that tend to be uh, regular smokers of marijuana, whether it be medical or otherwise, less susceptible to infection. Wow. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, smoke away. Smoke away. I guess no, 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 smoking weed. <laughs> God. I mean, now oh, that we're all good. quarantined, what else is there to do? <laughs> like, seriously, what, is, what else is there to do? I haven't worked since March. There you can see. Exactly. Uh, movie theaters. Well, movie theaters reopen. Um, Dubai ha- actually... And the United Arab Emirates had a low um, coronavirus um, uh, case count. So um, they're looking to open up everything very soon. Um, the Dubai malls as well. Um, and uh, the Ski Dubai Indoor Ski Dome. Sounds pretty <laughs> rad. Um, we'll be re- reopening. Um, Walt Disney World in Florida, in Orlando. Plans to reopen in July, guys. Um couldn't even they, pay me to go. Yes. <laughs> couldn't right? even pay me. Yeah, okay. Okay. You can pay so you, me. Okay. <laughs> Tati, you're okay with trying it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you think yeah, it's? You, you, do you think it's a little too soon for? Oh God, yeah. Something of that oh, scale. Okay. Yeah, probably. Yes. Probably. But I mean, it's gonna be. It's gonna be a whole setup where like it's gonna be lines spaced out and you know different like one way directions and. You know, and like the park at only like a, maybe like a 50% capacity or whatever. I mean, it's That's right. That's still, exactly right. Yeah, 50% capacity. Right. Um, they're going to have hand washing and sanitizing stations all over the place. That's good. Um, social distancing, as you mentioned. Yes. Contactless payments. So uh, mobile, mobile I mean, orders. They're going to go like above and beyond to not have a big outbreak happen because of Disney World. That would be horrible PR for them. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it might be too soon. I mean, July's I, I would roughly July 11th specific. You'd wait personally, yeah, I would, yeah. but yet you'd still be paid to go. Yeah, if you pay me, yeah. yeah okay, cool. <laughs> um, as you know, a lot of film festivals were um either canceled or postponed. A lot, like all of them. 
Yeah, yeah. So they're actually going to combine the festivals and team up with YouTube. Um, that's the Berlin Film Festival, Tokyo Film Festival, Venice, and Toronto will curate more than 100 titles. We'll stream on YouTube from May 29th through June 7th. That's awesome. A lot of films that you you know wouldn't have the chance to, to see, you can see them on YouTube, which is great. Um, I think that's fantastic news. However, the Venice Film Festival is still on for September 2nd to the 12th. Um, they're optimistic that things will be okay by then. Um, yeah. I'd like to be optimistic, <laughs> too, that things are better by the fall. Um, but uh, I hope so. Yeah. The way yeah. things are going, it's just... no. Yeah. Well, and even if things like clear up, um, clear up with the virus, like economically, everything's in the tank right now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, very good point. Very good point. Um, locally, um, Chachi, you, you uh, mentioned that, um, Baltimore, uh, the Maryland, Maryland, the state of Maryland uh, in general is, uh, I guess kind of going into phase two with, with restaurants, opening um just for outdoor, outdoor dining for outdoor seating only yes. um and um a couple more things are opening that was previously closed like right? like um pools are gonna open up um public and pools. then okay. and then um you know outdoor theaters like drive-in theaters which okay. we, only, we have one in, in um in maryland well, that, well that's been open right the outdoor the uh the drive-in movie theater not the in maryland no benji's yeah the owner had been fighting to try to open it up, but they he was getting classified the same as an indoor theater, which was weird. You're not walking into a building. It's outside. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So finally it's a drive-in. You so drive in, in op- your car. Yeah. They're finally opening on Friday. Yes. Are, oh you, temp- are you tempted to go? No, because it's probably going to... Well, I don't think they're opening up exactly on Friday. I think they're laying out their plans now. Okay. I don't think they're expecting to open up this quick. So uh, I'm I'm sure the probably the week after they're probably open up. I mean, that depends sounds... on what their movie selection is too. Yeah, yeah. Clearly, there's no there's no new movies coming out. So. Yeah, it's all gonna be retro movies. Mm. For now, for now. But yeah. I do have some news on the the blockbusters that are still scheduled. Yeah, um, really. I do, I do. Yeah, we'll, nice. We'll we'll get on to that a little shortly. Um, breaking that breaking that here on our show. Yeah. <laughs> so um <laughs> Matthew McConaughey, uh very all right, all right, all right. Really good guy. Uh personally delivered a car lo- load of face masks to hospitals in Texas. Him and his wife dropped off over a hundred thousand face masks. Wow. Um ahead of the Memorial Day weekend. Um that was a really cool class act. Um they've been making donations for a while. Um yeah. to health care healthcare workers in april um working with the real housewives of new york's bethany frankel's be strong relief initiative and gave also mass to workers in austin and new orleans so um you know celebrities doing good things there's a couple new celebrities that had tested positive for coronavirus um um georgetown university coach and former New York Knicks star Patrick Ewing announced oh, he wow. positive for yeah, coronavirus. Saw the, yeah. Um, he said this virus is serious and should not be taken lightly. I want to encourage everyone to stay safe and take care of yourselves and your loved ones. So, um, 
Singer Andrea Bocelli in a Facebook post had confirmed him and members of his family have all tested positive, but they are recovering um, and, and have donated their blood to COVID-19 research. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Um, also, uh, Nira Tandon, president, president of the Liberal Think Tank Center for American Progress, frequent guest on the Bill Maher Show, um, has also tested for uh, COVID-19. Um, so, moving on to films. <laughs> <laughs> So Zack Snyder has teased. So we mentioned last uh, week we talked <laughs> we talked about the Justice League Snyder cut uh, last week a little bit. Um, new news is that Zack teased a photo of the new villain of of his um, new version. New villain in quotes. <laughs> yes, new villain in quotes of Dark Side, um, and with the caption, "He's coming to HBO Max." Um, Ray Porter was originally attached to play um, Darkseid in segments of Justice League, which went unused. Mm. Um, so now, um, so yes, you, you you seem very vocal about this, uh, Jesse. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so I mean, it, I, I thought they weren't going to do it because honestly, they're like dumping tons of money into a movie they know is bad. But um, you know, it's it's a means of dragging more people over to HBO Max. Absolutely. That's what it is. It's it's if if you want me to sound as cynical as possible, it's like yes, this is a business move. Which is weird because it's going to cost over 30 million dollars to finish an unfinished movie. That's it's right. A, over 30 million for a movie that's just going to be on HBO Max. And that apparently they're cutting it into four parts. It's not going to be like a three-hour... The original runtime for the movie was three hours and 39 minutes. That's longer than Avengers Endgame. Wow. Can you imagine sitting in a theater and watching that shit? <laughs> like, <laughs> I would... I would I would stab my own eyes out. If so I when you say... For that long. When you say four parts, are you They're saying... They're going to chop it into sections because that way they can release it like incrementally. Episodes. Yeah, like episodes of a oh, TV Oh, so show. it'll be episodic. That's what I mean. That's what I heard. Episodic. Um, whether they stick with that or just releases one giant movie in a in a big bulk, I don't know. Um, but yeah, like this is the cut that he wanted to do the whole time, right? And fans are gonna eat it up because hey, there's Batman again. You know, it doesn't matter the qual. It doesn't matter if this movie is good or bad. People that want it or are just curious about it are gonna go see it anyways. And that's, I think, the 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 it's such a very dangerous precedent, in my opinion, of the idea of like the studio basically said, like, look, this movie isn't good. That's why we fired you in the first place. <laughs> but now they're using it as a cynical business move to get people to go over to HBO Max because DC Universe failed. Well, I thought so, that he left because of his um, kid got sick or something, right? Well, no, his kid committed his suicide. Committed suicide. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, what happened was he uh, his daughter committed suicide, and then while he was away they cut him out of the production. So they basically fired him without necessarily firing him. And I know it's going to sound incredibly shitty, but they more than likely did. You know what? We're really sorry for your loss. We're really sorry for everything. Here's everything we owe you for your production on this film and a little something extra on top. Go be with your family. They probably paid him a lot of money to just go away. Oh, okay. Because BBS came out while they were so in production on Justice League and BBS why, got horrible reviews. Why do you think right. after Zach left, they couldn't just stick with Zach's script. 
because it, it, because they 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 saw like Man of Steel didn't get very positive reviews, and BBS got terrible reviews, and Suicide Squad got terrible reviews. They must have realized, oh, Zach is involved with all of this stuff. Okay. They're like, okay, we got to get rid of this guy because Snyder's only involvement with Wonder Woman was a story credit, and I'm pretty sure he just said said it in World War One rather than World War Two, so that way he didn't confuse it with Captain America. So I, I'm pretty sure that they just said, look, we need to get him away from this as fast as possible because people aren't liking the dark tone. They don't right. like the look of the dark films that they put out. Right. And what's weird is that like Marvel did dark and, and brooding much better than DC ever did because they killed half the fucking cast in, in, in Infinity War. You That's walk out of the dark. theater and every, like, half the cast is dead. Like, right. How miserable <laughs> can you make a movie's dark. ending? Yeah. When you look at like, Batman v Superman is one of the most dour movies ever made, and it's not even well written. When you when you say dark, I also thought you also uh, alluded to the color palette. Oh yeah, and like that's so the color thing. palette's very dark as well. And yes. I, Justice League, they're known for being colorful characters yes. as far and as that, their their costuming. And that's part. It's it's and, go uh, go to film wondering... rescue go to film rescue podcast right now. Listen to our four hour episode about <laughs> about Batman v Superman and why the movie's bad. Um. <laughs> but yeah, like his his color palette is like he likes very dark, very like yeah. high contrast look to it. But not right. he doesn't like oh like the promo images for his Snyder cut. He literally just put in a black and white image of characters that are supposed to be represented in color. Wow. <laughs> like does that prove to you anybody else that maybe he's not the right guy to handle these characters? Yeah. yeah so well, one... putting out like a black and white image of characters that are from colorful comics. Right. Well, one thing that the Snyder the Snyder cut won't contain is the the bad CG of Henry Cavill's mustache. Uh, so yes, that, that all those scenes, <laughs> all those scenes will be going away. Instead, yeah, it'll have really bad. You know, that's why I was always so surprised that you know fans have been you know clamoring for this uh, Snyder cut for so long because I mean they kind of panned his other movies. Yeah. So well, was... we should we should clarify fans in that uh, when we say fans, we don't mean like the majority of DC fans, like we mean Zack Snyder fans. Because yeah. we go into this on the episode that I did on Film Rescue, we said the people that tend to gravitate towards these films are very right-wing, anti-social justice, uh, incel crowd. Like it's very, very, very right-wing individuals. And that's the people that tend to give us a lot of shit on that show. It's like, oh, you don't like the fact that Superman killed somebody. It's like, no, I hate the fact that Superman's not really Superman. <laughs> like, I, I hate the fact that these movies are just so miserable and so well, and so Superman, dour. And Superman's story was completely different in Josh, yeah. Josh Whedon's vision. Yeah. Um, Zach is going to have a completely different take on Superman. So hopefully that will yeah. make a little more sense. Um, you know, as you know, I, I felt the death was kind of rushed in, in Josh Whedon's version. Um, and also, um, Steppenwolf and, and the mother box was very, very confusing in justice league. And I hope That's, they actually, it's, it's what happens when you jump to the finish, like they didn't yep. take the time to set up their universe and they just said, Oh, mm -hmm. you knew all this shit. Like, no, I don't. Right. No, I don't. I'm a casual DC fan. I don't know all this shit. Yep. No, that's most of the problem. They always try to play catch up with Marvel the whole time instead of just yeah. living in their own universe. This makes no sense I mean, to Marvel, me. Like, like, what does it mean to like, catch what, up? Like to, ten years? What? What is it? Yeah, it took. It, no, it took. Um, uh, 2008 four, was the first Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah, first Iron Man was 2008, and Avengers came out in 2012. So about four to five years or so, they were building a universe. But like, 
how do, what does that mean like catch up to marvel like your business is not impacted by them like people are going to pay to see this shit because it's superheroes mm-hmm. it doesn't matter right. like people are just going to pay to see it because hey there's nothing else in theaters right now i guess i'll go see black widow or i'll go see wonder woman it doesn't matter like it, it so it's weird to me that they're saying like they want to catch up like like it's a race it's not a race guys yeah it's, like you're, you don't own those other characters. Like Warner Brothers owns all of DC and Disney owns all of Marvel. Yes, you're competing companies, but imagine for a moment that Marvel decided to put out an, a, a Hawkeye movie, and then DC said they decide to rush into production a Green Arrow movie, and they come out around the same time. What are you going to do? You're going to split the box off and if office in half. Yeah, yeah. They're basically the same. I mean, they're not story-wise same character, but visually they have the same power. Yeah, like exactly. you're gonna split the box office in half, and that's what it means to like get p- on par with Marvel. You want to just piss on their on. You just want to piss on their sheets just for that. Like it just yeah. seems so petty to me. Yeah, no, nah, that makes sense, dude. It's bad business to but, say you like if you want to impress me with DC, do the weird shit. Do like go Doom forward Patrol. with the fourth world stuff. Doom Patrol is fantastic. You know, do the weird. Yeah, yeah, or do like or go all in on like a John Constantine show like. Uh, Swamp Thing's being moved over to the CW now. It's like, do that stuff. That's the stuff right. that impresses me. DC's well, better when it's weird. Marvel's better when it's more fact-based. Well, there is more one, based in the real world. There is one character I'm looking forward to in the Snyder Cut that he mentioned. We'll be making an appearance that wasn't in the uh, Joss Whedon Cut. And that Manhunter? No, uh, Green Green Lantern. Oh, that's right. Yeah, there's that little <laughs> there's that cool thing. There's the, there's the image of the ring and uh, the flashback. Yeah, yeah it's like yeah, it's supposed to be like the Green Lanterns are outside Bruce's house or something like that. Yeah. It's like, ugh. it's like you'll be great. It, it would really mean How something cool. emotionally if they actually built you, up to that stuff. Would you like to see Ryan Reynolds in that? <laughs> How funny would that be? It's kind of like uh, Dracula Untold was originally meant to be the beginning of the Dark Universe. And they said, no, 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 forget about that. And then they said the mummy was the beginning of the Dark Universe. Yes, and then they canceled right. the whole Dark Universe anyways. Yeah. What we else are you? What else are you hoping Zach brings to this version, guys? I'm, I'm sure it'll probably be more coherent, but three hours and 39 minutes, dude. You're testing think, Well, testing episodic, episodic is probably the best call, then. Yeah, I mean, it, it's episodic yeah. the best, but it's... it's. I, I really don't like Zack Snyder's... Four one-hour uh, episodes. Yeah. yeah, I don't like Zack Snyder's film style. I don't like his visuals. I hate the fact that he... These are not really DC movies. Let's clarify this right now. What they are is that they are Ayn Rand objectivist films with superheroes in them. That's what they are. Basically, he is trying to use these as a vehicle to push Ayn Rand objectivist philosophy. Wow. That's what they are. There's like the the basis for BVS was Ayn Rand's The Fountainhead. You can it matches up like beat for beat. And he even says something in his uh his watch party for BVS. He says. And Lex Luthor was the architect of Superman's downfall. When I when he said that, I screamed out, "Fuck you!" Like, <laughs> yeah, it just it made me so sick. And I'm just like, I've I've read The Fountainhead <laughs> specifically so I could go over Man of Steel back in January, and it just yeah, it so it made me physically angry because it's like <laughs> objectivism, justifying how to be a complete asshole. It's like well, you're gonna love hardcore bloodshot. You're gonna love yeah. this too. Can you name one person Suicide. that follows? Name one person that follows objectivist philosophy that's not a complete prick. That's beyond my my. And there you face. go. There, there's, <laughs> there's the proof in the pudding. <laughs> Moving on. 
So, so you're you're gonna get a kick out of this one too. So Suicide Squad director David Ayer says, or Ayer says it would be David easy Ayer. to would yeah. be easy to make a director's cut of his movie. Interesting. Ugh. For which movie? For Suicide Squad, uh, the first yeah. Suicide Squad, yeah. And we're we're already gonna see um, a James Gunn version, um, which is gonna be a sequel. People are saying, yeah. oh, it's a reboot. No, it's, it's gonna have Harley Quinn in it. You know, it's gonna it, have Margot it's, it's Robbie. A, it's a pseudo sequel slash reboot. Basically, they're gonna keep the stuff that works and throw out the stuff that doesn't. Okay, that's a good way to describe. Yeah, it. It, it does take place after the end of the Harley Quinn movie, but it is yes. not. It is not meant to be like a sequel to Suicide Squad. Like half the cast has changed. Correct, like, but yeah. Margot Robbie can you cannot go wrong with Margot Robbie. No, no, yes. no. Oh my God. And while like, I, DC's, yeah, DC's I will all say, over the place. I mean, DC has the Joker and Suicide Squad, and they had the Joker that came out and the Joker movie. Yeah, well, that's, um, not, that's disconnected from the DC. Connected. Yeah, I. Yeah, but they're but they're all over the place with what you know what's connected and what's not connected. At least uh, Marvel is like it's all one universe. It all it's all connected. You know, they all meet yeah. up. You yeah, know, but they don't have like, of, like the TV stuff doesn't connect to the film stuff. TV, yeah. like, that's have usually, like, different Batmans and all that kind yeah. of stuff. I shit. mean, would it be bad to bring Joaquin Phoenix's uh, Joker into the universe or no? It wouldn't work. No, well, it, it wouldn't work. It, that's that's designed specifically to be just that one thing. The only the thing that the I, I would say I, I liked Joker. I thought it was fine. I didn't oh, love oh, it. It's, it's got some nice. Yeah. It's got some I nice. It was, I would say it's a. I thought it was great. Yeah. It's a five star performance inside a three star film. It is okay. Oh, wow. Like I, I like I liked it better when it was called Taxi Driver, <laughs> and that's the problem. It, I liked it better when it was called The King of Comedy. So right. I I prefer it if it wasn't like that. Like it doesn't really have an identity of its own. It's fine, but uh, there's some good moments. There's some good scenes. Um, but in terms of like the film in and of itself, like. What was the movie trying to tell me? Was it eat the rich or was it really you should help people with mental problems? Like it, it, it's kind of a misguided film. It kind of meanders uh, for a little bit. It's, but, it, it's got good stuff in it, but it's not the masterpiece everyone was touting it as. I, well, I think when you mentioned that, it, it kind of works because it's kind of like the unlikely protagonist in. Well, it's also he's an un, he's a um uh, uh what's the word um untrustworthy protagonist because it is right. meant to, sort of, to be a flashback so it's like how much of that was real how much of it wasn't real so it's like is he just in his head or is he is he completely nuts or is it you know it's never completely set so no, yeah. yeah so wow well, i just sent you a late breaking news about um superman oh, wow. whoa dude oh yeah i just saw that let's check yep. it out we're already on the topic of dc so let's continue that um Oh my! Mm. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! I love it. You know I love when things tie in together. Henry Cavill, guys. Yeah, thank you. We'll once again put on Superman's red cape for the DC films. Um, it was suggested that it was a role that he would leave behind, but now Cavill and Warner Brothers have set a deal for him to reprise his role in Superman in future DC comic-based films. Yeah. This does not mean that Man of Steel 2 is in the works. Instead, the studio will use Cavill's Superman um, similarly to the way Marvel Studios has, with yeah. supporting roles and cameo appearances, which makes sense. Um, that, that's honestly the best way to use him. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's, 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 I'm it's, so glad. It's like, I mean, we're, <laughs> like already getting, what, what, we're already getting Pattinson, Batman, Batman. I mean, 
look at like so, the ju- look at like the current Justice League movie that we have, the Justice League without Superman. Yeah, yeah. we we showed up and we we did every we did all this stuff, and then Superman came in and did all the work for us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's so pointless. Like yeah. you don't even need anybody. It's like it's just Superman doing everything at the tail end of that movie. He's he's literally a Deus Ex Machina. But I'm so glad, Chachi, because Me we're too. already getting this big change. From Ben Affleck, Batfleck to Rob Pattinson, uh, Pattinson. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, I think Rob Pattinson is a great actor for that role. He is a good actor. Yeah, he's he's good. To me. And, and every time anybody's ever Batman. said like, anytime everybody has ever given these people shit about casting, like, oh, Robert Pattinson would be terrible. Go back to like, you know, oh, Ben Affleck's gonna be terrible. Michael Keaton's gonna be terrible. Or the yeah. Joker, like Heath Ledger's gonna be terrible. Walking Phoenix gonna be. And every single time has been proven wrong. The only time it was a problem was Jared Leto. <laughs> Like, right. That's oh, the yeah. one time where they really was, fucked up. I don't think it was Jared's fault. I think it was just. Oh, no, the, it was his fault. Trump. You think it was like, his like, You really sending, thought it was his fault? He was sending used condoms to his castmates as a joke. Like, that, <laughs> he's getting no. messed Yeah, it's he's a getting problem. Method. It's a yeah. problem. Like, <laughs> I yeah, just it's like when it your own castmates are like, we don't want to be on set with you. And also the fact that he tried to hit on two 16 year old girls at a concert and now Whoa. he has a. Now he has a fucking cult. I didn't know That's about that one. That's a problem. <laughs> That's a problem. I didn't know about that one, dude. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but uh, yes, we were excited about all Superman. the things go away. <laughs> all right, other movie news, guys. So NASA has confirmed the work, um, to their plan to work with Tom Cruise and Elon Musk's SpaceX film, which will be shot in outer space, is really. Really exciting. Um, something different. Now, not the entire movie, uh, uh, but parts of the movie will be filmed. Do they need in an Eskimo space. in the movie? Do they have an Eskimo? Do they need one? Why? Why sh- uh, should I apply? Yeah, you can be in outer space acting. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a first. Yeah. A space camo? <laughs> <laughs> like it's cold in outer space, right? Yes, but uh, now a director has been attached. Oh, okay. Doug Lyman, uh, who worked uh, with Cruise on Edge of Tomorrow, um, American Made. Um, he's got some great uh, credentials, so uh, certainly in good hands for this, which I would say a very experimental movie. You know, I mean, you're literally going into outer space, um, which <laughs> it's pretty crazy. I mean, I think what they can do with the, the special effects, like Interstellar and, and Gravity, were pretty amazing. You know yeah. those films. I mean, go back, they, to, go back to like Apollo were, 13. Like Apollo 13, like that's that's set in like zero G. And what the way they did it was they went yeah. up in aircraft high into the atmosphere and then dropped to give the feeling of weightless, weightlessness. So you'd have yeah. like five minutes to get your shots. Then you just, they just do that all day long. Like that oh, was yeah. your yeah. filming. Yeah, but they didn't like, have to. They didn't have to leave the Earth to do it, right? Yeah, it, it, <laughs> this seems you know? like a this seems like a gimmick to me. <laughs> like, look, movies don't have to cost this much. I think Tom is crazy they, enough to agree. He's the kind of person that's crazy enough to. He's always to be seeking that space. next thrill. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, 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 I wish him well, man. I, I hope nothing crazy happens in space. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of Tom Cruise, um, Asai Morales will replace Nicholas Holt as the main villain in uh, Mission Impossible Seven. Hmm. Uh, Nicholas Holt, best known for his role as a uh, Beast in the X Men films. Um, Asai Morales, wow, what a role he had in Ozark. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, <laughs> you remember him in Ozark, right? He was, uh, right. He was uh, Del Rio. Um, 
who uh, got his brains blown out by uh, <laughs> Mr. Snell in season one, um, which was insane. Um, so he's already proven that he can take on the the uh, villain roles. So um, a sign, no problem with that. I think that would be cool. Um, also in film news, Denali, a man, a dog, a friendship of a lifetime. Wow. This is a new film starring Charlie Hunman. Uh, he'll produce and star in this version of a memoir of the same title. Um, so look forward to that one. Um, we'll see if that, that I mean, the, the, the premise is that, uh, um, it's a rescue puppy, um, uh, that was saved from a shelter and went on an adventure to the American West mm-hmm. until, uh, until he was di- uh, diagnosed with cancer and the dog never left his side, you know, despite him, um, you know, being stricken with cancer. Um, so it's kind of like a, you know, a best friends, man and dog, best friend story. Mm. Kind of nice. there's, been a, there's been a lot of those lately. There has been. He had Call of the Wild with Harrison Ford. and um, Why was the dog CG in that movie? That was fucking I weird. <laughs> like that. None of that was on location. That was all a soundstage. That's so weird, man. <laughs> yeah. I, I, that had to be like a Harrison Ford thing of like, I don't want to leave my home. <laughs> and the, yeah, the we can film in my backyard, guys. But what about a, I mean, what about a dog on green screen? A real dog on green screen? I guess he really didn't want it. I don't know. That but, was so bizarre. It's like an actual actor portraying a dog, and on the <laughs> like you see that film without the special effects, it is the most bizarre looking film. A, a guy in a CG. A guy uh, in a CGI, CGI suit to portray. Oh, like, oh this is motion weird. capture. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. Okay. So um. Another um, so this uh, if you like the Worthern Heights book, um, they're doing a a biopic of um, of the story of Worthern Heights with Emma Mackey. Um, it's about Emily Bronton Bronte's origin story uh, mm-hmm. called Emily. So that has a you know the potential for Oscar. That's the kind of movie that Oscars love. Or those you know yeah, it, it's like Little like... Women, you know things like that. They love that kind yeah. of shit. The Little Women, the most recent one was actually pretty good. It, it was actually good. a genuinely good film. I was oh, shocked. Was yeah. See, yeah those, those, shocked those, and those films get recognized, so so that yeah. makes sense there. Um, but um, if you were looking forward to Last Night in Soho, the psychological thriller, uh, it's getting pushed to 2021, April 2021. Um, eh, it's a you know it's a um, psychological thriller. Um, and, uh, don't know too much about it, but, uh, apparently it, there was a lot of buzz previously when, um, when early discussions were to have it released. Um, also you mentioned the, the big blockbusters. So, okay. So they just dropped a trailer for Tenet. Um, so this is, Mm. this will be considered the first, one of the first major, um, blockbusters to be released um they have a date of july 17th yeah um that's probably the one of the biggest films um to have mm. an upcoming release there's also a film called mighty oak that will be released on june 5th um and that's a drama comedy um that stars raven simone that is uh gonna be released by paramount um, July 24th is the release of Mulan. Um, Antebellum will be released by Lionsgate on August 21st. 
Monster Hunter, September 4th by Sony, and Universal's Candyman, September 25th. So those are the upcoming um, release dates that they have not budged from. Hopefully all will be well. But hey, those... let's place let's place bets now. How much how much are you gonna guess? I'm just gonna say fuck it, dump it on streaming. Well, you know, I guess the, they want theaters, to be, the, the, they want theaters, to be optimistic. Yeah. They, well, the problem is like not only are theaters not not planning to reopen anytime soon, a lot of theaters are going out of business because they're not making profit. Yeah, I mean, imagine the exorbitant. It's a problem. Rent. Like you say, oh, you want to release the in place. theaters, and then all the theaters are closed down. It's like it's yeah. you're going for a market that's not there. So Everyone think, has a TV at home with an internet connection, guys. Just charge twenty bucks, and you'll be yeah. Fine. Like that's well, how the Invisible Man the, made a lot of its money. The big theater chains luck, uh, luckily have some kind of safety net, I believe. That's the mom and pop che- uh, theater chains that are they're going to have problems, I think. Well, Alamo Drafthouse recently said that they're planning to reopen soon. They've been doing some remodeling. Alamo Drafthouse, yes. Yeah, yep. so they're working on that. Um, but I did hear that uh, I think it was AMC. I think Amazon was planning to buy AMC. That's right. We we yeah, discussed this. Like, yeah. It's like I don't know how I feel about that. Like they they own enough. I know. They own it. Like Jesus Christ, everything's going to be like Amazon. It will, and DC but the and positive Time. of that, we'll, we'll we'll be seeing great movies on Amazon Prime that are available. Which, yeah. as you know, the movie content on Amazon Prime currently is it's not that great. If, if okay, you have uh, if you have subscriptions to another service on their on their service, then it's great. If you have the HBO download for Amazon Prime, it's fantastic. If you don't have that, eh, your selection's limited. Okay. <laughs> Just yeah, stick to the go. Expanse and you're fine. So, oh, the Expanse. That's a show I need to uh, continue. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is a fun, fun one. But Adam Sandler talked about his work on Uncut Gems. Um, I know it's Just been out got for released a while. on Netflix. Just got released <laughs> on Netflix. Exactly. So that's probably to promote that being on Netflix, yeah. which now I can finally watch, which is great. He did talk about that he um, almost got choked that he couldn't breathe because uh, on a scene uh, where Sandler was trying to get uh, to, you know, he was, he was literally getting choked by the person, yeah. the actor choking him. He was trying to tap out, but the actor that was choking at him thought he was just <laughs> acting, you know, being method yeah. or whatever. So he kept choking harder. Yeah, I think uh, it's and, in the it's in the film. Yeah, yeah, it's. And, um... Ad, and Adam said he couldn't breathe, and he said that they felt he could have passed out or died. Um, but uh, that was a pretty interesting uh, thing that we didn't know about the film. So, yeah. Um, if you have not seen Uncut Gems, it is uh, it's a it's damn near a masterpiece. It's yeah. a it's a, little, it's a little long. It's two hours fifteen minutes. It's a I've long film. Mixed, I've heard yeah. mixed things about oh, yeah, people, the movie, but people love people either love it or hate it. Love it's, it or hate it. It's yeah. uh, acting's good. They think his acting's good. It's, it's a very stressful movie like you watch oh, yeah. it and, like it's not a movie that you can watch like 10 times you know like, yeah. like one of okay. it's, uh, it's I like can only take, i can only take one safety brothers film per month yeah. oh. their, uh, their <laughs> films uh i every time i watch one of the movies i always feel tense i always feel anxious yeah. like the every single character in their films they're always making the wrong decision yeah. and then they continue to spiral downwards and downwards right all the other yeah what are the other safety what are the other Safety films? Uh, good Time with Robert Pattinson. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Good Time, uh, Daddy Long Legs, uh, lots and lots of different films. Um, cool. And uh, they, I don't know what their next project is, but uh, I'm definitely going to be first in line to see it. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah like if you ever not want to get into, um, into gambling, then watch this movie because yeah. it'll make you never want to gamble again. 
He's a gambling addict, and he keeps getting in more and more debt with various bookies that keep coming after him. Then he makes the he tries to put all this money on this one bet towards the tail end of the movie. Yeah. Oh, spo- spoiler, spoiler. <laughs> I'm not going to say much, but it's just like every time you think he, he thinks he's going to get yeah. ahead, he's like, I'm going to make it this time. And he keeps falling downwards and downwards and downwards until he's like lost everything. It's uh, it's one of those movies where like you really That's are rooting stressful. for him to just get his life together, but he okay. keeps fucking up and failing. So if anybody has a gambling addiction or problem, they they should yeah. see this movie. Yeah, It'll probably be good. Okay, we'll make you want to never gamble ever again. <laughs> that is good to know. All right. Yeah. And All amazing right. soundtrack too. Amazing music. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Gotta check it out. All right. Sequels, prequels, and reboots news. Um. So Doctor Strange director Scott Derrickson will be directing the sequel to Jim Henson's fantasy musical Labyrinth. Interesting. Um, the Jim Henson company is involved with this sequel. Jennifer Connelly still hot. You saw her in Snowpiercer, so I'm sure she'll uh, still do incredible. Of course, we lost the late great David Bowie. Um, sadly, yeah, that's, you know that's um, big. I mean, I'm not, I think I'm not cool, sure. I'm not sure sequel. how you continue without Dave, without David Bowie. Yeah, it's, it's going to. How be, do you do that? It's such a big part of the movie. Like a, they like better a, not do a Peter Cushing um, Rogue One. With oh Jesus! Bowie. I, would, I, would th- you, I think. Would that, you frown on that? that? Oh God, yeah. Like you I, would. That's, okay. I mean, even in like um, David Bowie was originally supposed to appear in Twin Peaks: The Return as his character Philip Jeffries, and then he passed away. So they didn't have him. Uh, didn't have any of his footage for filming. So what they did was they had voiceover of the character and used flashbacks of the character from the film Firewalk with Me and inserted that into the show because the, the show gets into like time travel and all kinds of crazy shit like that. It's weird. Um, but they have a guy that ha- that sounds like him doing some voiceover. And apparently Philip Jeffries got turned into a giant percolator teapot. Just go with it. <laughs> it's weird. But uh, they have a guy that sounds like him in okay. the show, but that you don't see his voice. You don't see his face, except for in archive footage, which was the tasteful way of doing it. Yeah, archive footage yeah. is one one um, I mean, way. They the could first recast, one's so iconic. It's gonna be it's gonna be hard to like get anywhere near close to the first mm-hmm. one. You know, that, I mean, I, I don't know if you're going to do like the Goblin Queen this time or. You know, or I what, think that's. But, what, I think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to recast. I don't think they're going to bring. You can't recast him back. It. Yeah, they don't. I don't no. think they're going to bring him back CGI wise. They're going to go for a descendant of him or the Queen or a Prince or something like that. Yeah. yeah, I think that's what they're going to do. Just cast Tilda Swinton and be done with it. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Cast we'll, we'll, Tilda because she was in. She was in Doctor Strange. She is the ancient one. Oh yeah, Tilda Swinton. There you go. Yeah, that's right. Um, and other reboot news. Um, well, this is a sequel, which is great. Um, Ghostbusters. Uh, well, it's not really news, but uh, Paul Feig has uh, <laughs> reflected on yeah. the hatred Still. of the female-led Ghostbusters, <laughs> claiming it was <laughs> similar to criticism faced by Hillary Clinton oh. <laughs> during her 2016 campaign for president. Um uh, Feig discussed the vocal neg- negativity that arose when casting Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, and Leslie Jones. Um, she, uh, he also pointed out Trump's negative comments regarding the film as an indicative of a larger, larger ideological tie between the criticism both faced. No. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think he says sour grapes. Because no, it's it's, it's no? definitely 
there was definitely an audience that didn't want it because hey, it stars all women. I didn't like the movie because there's hey, it's fun. not it's not funny. Right. <laughs> it's right. not a good film. It's ugly. Right. It's poorly made. And also like when when Red Letter Media put out their one hour long takedown of that film, it goes through all the reasons why the movie doesn't work. Like the timing of the comedy doesn't work. Like it's just they had no real script. They just said, Oh, just improvise, just make it up as you go along. That's not how you do well choreographed, well crafted comedy. Right. The original yeah. film had a script. Like you, yeah. you can't take the time to let your actors, who actually are comedians, write the script. Like they're comedians, let them write their own stuff. Or 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 be the uh, liberty to improv some stuff here. Yeah, well, yeah. they did improv. That's like the entire movie is that they said we'll just improv all the scenes and then we'll find the movie in editing. Like yeah, they dumped well. a hundred, a hundred seventy-five million dollar movie. Well, that, and then the movie looks that bad. Yeah, I mean, here's the whole problem with it. Paul made a movie that nobody in the world wanted. Yeah, except for like, him. You, you can't really remake Ghostbusters. Yeah. What it should have been is a sequel, which is what yeah. they're doing now. Well, yeah, people, they're calling it the woke, had been, woke version of Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah, people have been clamoring for years that they wanted like a sequel with all the original cast who was yeah. still alive, and that's what they wanted. They wanted a part three, but he's like, no, we're going to make it so that um, part one and two never happened. And we're going to make it all women, so it's going to be different because they're all yeah. women. And, and that was his whole pitch. It wasn't like we're going to make a good movie, or like they're going to be like the daughter, honor, honor, Bill Murray, whatever. And it, was, right. it was a mandate by the direct, by the head of Sony at the time, Amy pa- Amy Pascal. Mm-hmm. She was like, I don't care if the fans don't want to see it. We're going to make it anyways. That's what it is. It, it was the money. It, it was, com- it was thought- total ego. Yeah, yeah, they was, thought because it had the Ghostbusters name on it that people were going to eat it up. And because they not, did not eat it up, now Paul spent like the last like four years making excuses for why it didn't work and blaming everybody in the world yeah. except for himself. They you thought know, that nobody, Ghostbusters was Star Wars and that people will just eat it up regardless of the content. It's like uh, Ghostbusters I mean, if, is popular, but it's not Star Wars. If he wanted, I mean, if he, I mean, Hillary had more than 50 percent of the vote. I mean, if he wants to blame blame yeah. it on um, Hillary running, then the movie should have made a lot of money because half the country, more than half the country, would have went and saw it. Yeah, the popular vote was in Hillary's favor. So what's the, <laughs> it's not that. Yeah, it's, it's that there's a very small subsection of the population that really just despises women in general. And they were the ones that torpedoed most of it. But then the rest of us that are rational people said, hey, the movie's just not good, guys. It's not yeah, funny. It's good. If, if you, if you want to say it's a comedy, make me laugh. Yeah. And people, I'm sorry. People, like, it's, fans are smarter than what people give them credit for. Like They see stuff as being a money grab and, and you know they turn against it. And, and they see stuff in that they loved and that they supported you know for, for decades. Right. And the first... I mean, the first um, Ghostbusters was, uh, I mean, it was a, um, it was huge. You don't get much bigger than that, you know, where you had yeah. like, toys, you had cartoons, you had breakfast cereals, right. you had all this shit that came out for for um, for years and years down the line, sequels and like music videos, and you're gonna take all that and you're gonna make a movie that nobody wants and it comes out and does absolutely nothing and loses money. Yeah. Yeah. But, but then they also, the but then they also have a, re- a redone version of the original theme in the music in the musical soundtrack. Yeah, you want to say this is not based Fa- on Ghostbusters? Fall Out Boy, right? It was a Fall Out Boy? Yeah. Yeah, it was. A, oh god, yeah. it's awful. It's yeah. so bad. Like, I like Fall Out Boy, but their version wasn't very good. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. garbage. Like yeah. you say, it's a totally new thing, and then you just say, "Oh no, we're just going to take all these things that you remembered, and we're just going to put that into the movie in a different way." Like, so let's hope Ghostbusters Afterlife. So this is a direct sequel. Yeah. To Ghostbusters 2, with no narrative ties to the 2016 reboot. Um, set to release in March 2021, stars Paul Rudd, and the original cast playing the original characters. And you, know not what so like, 
You know yeah. what I feel like it's going to be? Exactly. The original title of Ghostbusters 3 was Ghostbusters Hellbent. They were basically going to go to hell. Mm-hmm. It was like it was like the standard, hey, we're going to send the Ghostbusters to hell. And uh, what's probably like going to be... Dead? They, yeah, they're going to go to hell. And it's going to... Because of time changes between differences in hell and, and, the, and the real world, they're going to come back out of hell and they're going to look older. Like they survived in hell for that long. And then they're just going to come back to the real world and be like, oh, I have kids? Oh, shit. <laughs> and so that's how you're going to get the old Ghostbusters back. And they're going to find a portal <laughs> out of hell and they're going to end up in some random town. And that's that's how you get the Ghostbusters back into the film. <laughs> uh, and they have to team up with their own kids to... Uh, it's going to be a generational thing for it'll, sure. It's a generation passing of the torch. Like, yeah, we're yes. old now. We know that. But, you know. Yeah, they have to, of course. I don't know uh, what they're paying Bill Murray because he was the one that was always holding up Ghostbusters 3. Yeah. But I, I hope it's worth it. <laughs> Because absolutely, yeah. I think so. I think because it's in right, it's in um, the original director's son's hands, correct? Yes. Yeah. So Jason that's a, that's a good, a, which I'm Jason happy to hear about that. Which is Ivan yeah. Reitman, right? And he's he's done yeah, a lot. That, got a, yeah, that would have been out. That would have been out like what? That was going to come out like next month, I guess, originally or or this month. Prob- yeah, I think originally it was supposed to come out uh, this like year, like in fall. Uh, I think yeah. it was in fall. No, but no, I mean originally, no? wasn't it? Original, originally in the fall. Movie. Yeah. Oh, was it supposed to be in summer? Okay. Well, anyways, it's going to come out in March 2021 now. So that's when it's coming out. Um, so um, I know Ch- Chachi, you're a fan of Josh Gad's uh, 80s reunions uh, that he's July been having on. Original date. Ah, July. Oh, so it was a summer film. Okay. Yes. Um, but yeah, Splash is having a reunion on Josh Gad's um, his uh, nostalgic hit uh, YouTube show. <laughs> Um, that's an so odd choice, I think. It's yeah, because it, you know, it was popular during its time, but it wasn't like a something it's that. Not, people, yeah, it's not like the Goonies or Back to the Future. Or exactly, Lama, exactly. And people have like reunions like every five years and stuff. I mean, people, I mean, people really don't even talk about Splash anymore. But it's got big yeah. names. It's got yeah. Tom Hanks and Eugene Levy, who's great in Shit's Creek. If you haven't seen Shit's Creek, I'm getting through season one finally. It's a really fun show. Um, and, um, Harold, um, Daryl Hannah as well. So, um, that should be cool. I'm ass on the, um, they edited her ass on Disney plus crazy. Oh, it was so bad. (laughs) Disney plus. I just don't, I I had Disney plus for like a week. Yeah. yeah, To watch Mandalorian. And then I got rid of it. (laughs) Yeah. Definitely worth it for Mandalorian. Oh yeah. I I would, I would say you'll get it back for season two, right? Uh, Probably it's only like seven bucks. Yeah, what the heck? Probably gonna check the prices. But yeah, like I I watched Mandalorian. I was like, oh, this is eight episodes of a TV show that could be six episodes. Yep. There's a lot of filler in there. Yeah. Yeah. I I like that. I like that prison ship episode, but it was like, did we really need this? The plot doesn't really move forward. I mean, I'm not gonna complain about the voice of Mr. Krabs being a demon alien, but still, it's like, you know, this is a good way to segue into Disney Plus. So in television. So Pedro Pascal is actually uh, now eligible for a Golden Globe if they deem him worthy for one. Yeah. Because supposedly, initially he was not eligible because he didn't show his face mm. for most of the show, but because a new rule that clarifies that he w- his vo- his face was shown in the final episode, as you know, spoiler yeah. alert. Um, Everybody's now- seen it. He's now not a el- single person didn't see it. He's now eligible for yeah. a Golden Globe Award, uh, which again speaks volumes to his ability to um, 
to bring that character to life with the yeah. mask on. So, and he, I, th- I thought he did a great job. Yeah. I mean, I thought- there was for years and years, everyone was saying they couldn't do a Halo movie because you don't see the Master Chief's face. Like, right. This is proof you can do it. Exactly. Like, this is proof. Like, and, and like, and go back to like Dread 2012. Like, mm-hmm. Carl Urban, you only see his chin. Like, yep. you can have an actor not show their face and still emote. Right. It's the way they, it's the, their posture, the way they move, the way they carry themselves. It's like, it's not just the face. Yeah. So. And you could, sh- you could definitely see his love for Baby Yoda or the child <laughs> without him uh, showing He's his a face. child. Um, also in Disney Plus, um, the first gay character, main character, uh, will be appearing in a Pixar film, um, conveniently called Out, um, which will be on Disney Plus. Um, that gets released on Friday. Follows a man named Greg, who struggles to come out to his mom and dad. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, changes that you know. If you've seen Onward, they actually had a gay character, which they're saying was the first gay character in a Pixar film, and now this. Uh, which was the cop played by Lena Waithe. Um, Onward's actually a fun movie if you haven't seen it on Disney Plus. Um, so yeah, they're going for a main character that's gay. So um, you know, um, you know, making moves, I guess. You know, um, as you know, HBO Max uh, is now available. Um, if you have HBO already, um, whether it's HBO Now or through your um, cable operator. Mm. Um, you will have, uh, which is exciting news, because mm. it looks like if you have HBO already, I guess initially for now, you're going to be given HBO Max for free. Yeah. Or, Unless you're like me and you have a Roku TV and that's okay. not available. That's not available, but... <laughs> not like available. That, like, really? Fuck you. Like, like of all the well, services you'll have to... Well, to, for free, but you can still get it and pay for it. Oh, no, you can't get it at all. Oh, it's not even available for Roku? No, as far as I know, as far as I know it's okay, not available okay. on Roku. Like, uh, uh, seriously? What's the deal with Roku, dude? It's a great that, service. That's surprising, actually. I, I figured I, they would be... I don't know. Yeah. I'll, I'll double-check when I'm done, but I'm pretty sure that it's not available on Roku TVs. Okay, well, the that's, just, that's just irritating to me. Yeah. I mean, granted, granted, I wouldn't pay for it right now, because, like, I, I've seen home movies already, <laughs> so I don't need to pay to see it again. <laughs> You've seen Friends, you've seen Big Bang Theory. Yeah, it's, it's a lot it's of a stuff. Lot of, be, it, all the Harry Potter movies are going to be on. That's it's a lot cool, of like that's things we've already seen. Yeah, yeah, it's repackaged, repurposed stuff, all available in one place. Like it's right. everything in one spot. But I've already seen all that stuff. Like, you know, when Justice League um, Snyder Cut comes out, that might be. Yeah, <laughs> I could change. You know, it. I I have to watch it. Because I'm kind of obligated to. Right, right. <laughs> I'm not going to enjoy talk about it. it. I can guarantee that right now. <laughs> Maybe the movie's going to be more fun this time around. Really? The, look at the track record of the other fucking movies, you idiots. <laughs> we will see, guys. Another HBO news. If you're a fan of Succession, they'll be having a reunion of the cast. Um, which I think is interesting because, you know, the... It's still a current show. It's not like something that people are clamoring for. Oh, we need to see a reunion of a succession. Uh, but they're having it as part of the variety streaming room, if you want to check that out. Uh, moving on to Netflix. Um, Netflix animated movie The Willoughbys was watched by 37 million households. Wow. First month on Netflix. It's the second original film um, in the animation division. Interesting. Is that the accurate uh, number? 37.6 million households. I thought Netflix never released their numbers. 
Wow. If they I never thought released they never, it, I thought they never released their numbers. Looks like they're making exceptions now. I don't know. Maybe, they're making exceptions the... when it's a hit. <laughs> <laughs> we did really yeah. well. Let's put yes. that number out. Yes. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's uh, Will Forte's in it, Maya Rudolph, Jane Chris Kwiatkowski, Ricky. Oh, Ricky Gervais is in it. Ricky Gervais is awesome. So, uh, also Netflix original movie, uh, The Old Guard, uh, starring Charlize Theron. Um, the trailer just dropped, but you can check it out on July 10th. I think that was uh, supposed to be a theatrical release, and it got put to Netflix. Exactly, I think yeah. so too, and that's been the case for a lot. Um, uh, if you're a fan of the Kissing Booth one on Netflix, you're gonna have the Kissing Booth two <laughs> sequel I mean, on, July... <laughs> on July on July 24th. I want to see the numbers for that movie. <laughs> <laughs> I never even heard of that before. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> coming exactly. of age breakout hit amongst teen audiences. Uh, just like 13 Reasons Why, they're having their final season on June 5th. If you want to check that out. Um, also, you know, the Back to the Future films are on um, Netflix, if you didn't know. Um, they actually, um, there's some controversy because they, we talked about Splash and the edit of the, the nudity, they actually edited yeah. the magazine Ooh La La. Ooh La La? Really? Ooh La La. Why would you edit that? I like, know. Like, they don't, like, dude, there is, like, filthy stuff in Uncut Gems on Netflix right now. So Why would you edit that? Well, here's right, so the that, reason. Not, you, know what may, you know what it may have been? You know what it yeah. may have been? Spielberg. Spielberg. So it may have been Spielberg. No, no. That, I'll tell you. The blame is not on Netflix. The blame <laughs> is on Universal, who somehow furnished Netflix of an edited version of the movie. Oh, that's... Okay, okay. so it was a foreign version. Edit. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so oh, so foreign they, version. They gave him the wrong copy. Yes. Robert <laughs> Zemeckis didn't even know existed for some country that had a problem with Ooh la la. Uh, <laughs> so now the original version is back up on Netflix. Yeah. So you can see you can see all the ooh la la you want now. So and those creators are very protective over um, Back to the Future, which I love. Yeah. Well, yes. I've already got all three of those on Blu-ray, so I don't need to watch them on Netflix. I hope that they didn't edit the um the little boy grabbing his crotch in in part three, right? He didn't grab it. He pointed to it. Pointed, it, pointed no, it. He points to it. He points they they to didn't it. edit that out, did they? I don't think so. Okay, good. You know, I, you know, I, wonder, I wonder if that kid like had to go to the bathroom and he was trying to tell somebody on the set or he wanted people to see his dick. I don't know. I think, the, I think on the commentary track from uh, the original writer, he actually points that out in the film. And I think it's like, yeah, it was just a mistake. <laughs> that was a mistake. So it was like yeah. the, the water bottle in Game of Thrones. It just went past the dailies. Yeah, just, just, they just. But what was the kid it. doing, though? I don't, I don't know. Out. Like, like, where's that kid at now? Let's get him on the show. <laughs> let's find him he's like 35 now <laughs> yeah yeah let's find let's find I mean, him let's elijah find wood's him. first role was in back to the future part two. Oh wait which character was he yeah in? yeah he was in he was in the uh he plays the arcade game in uh the the 80s oh, cafe sweet. yeah he's one of those kids he doesn't have, he didn't say anything yeah, yeah. but he's, he's one of the kids in the, at the uh, next to the arcade cabinet sweet that's awesome trivia one of his there. first roles that. that's yeah. awesome yeah Awesome, awesome. Yeah, well, um, it's, kind of, it's kind of like when the movie um, Team Wolf and the one next year, like in the audience, like pull out his dick. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> during the celebration scene. <laughs> yeah. When and 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 it, it it you know went through like they didn't catch it, which I don't know. That's, they just missed it. I don't know if that's they, good or bad for the extra though. If they if they didn't see it. 
All watch right. those. Watch the Lord of the Rings films and see if you can point out all the yeah. mistakes in the movies. Oh my God, there's like there, there's another mistakes. there's another good one. The, the 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 kid in Three Men and a Baby that looked like a ghost. Hiding, uh, yeah. Hiding oh yeah. Her. Everyone thought it was a ghost in the film. It's actually just a standee. Right. Uh, yeah. Ted Danson from a from a show he did years ago. <laughs> Yeah, it's, a, it's it's not a ghost. It's just like oh, a somebody just puts cutout, it on right? set. Yeah. It's, carp- yeah. it's a cardboard standee. Yeah, it's yeah, not it's a ghost. the same thing as like Wizard of Oz, where they thought one of the Munchkins like hung themselves in the forest. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. it was actually like a bird or something, wasn't it? It was a bird. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was like a. It was like it looked like a scarecrow kind of thing. It's it's yeah. it's no, no, nobody hung themselves. Wow, some fun. Granted, fun considering that movie had like four directors and was miserable, I gu- I guarantee somebody did hang themselves. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That, look at the look into the production of Wizard of Oz. It's like holy shit! How did anybody walk yeah. off that set? Too soon. <laughs> and of course, the infamous water bottle I mentioned earlier from Game of Thrones. Yeah. And Starbucks cup. Two. Yeah. Two snafus. So much. Um, Amazon Prime. Um, this is for fans of the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Uh, they're doing a series centered on Elizabeth Salander, the character created, um, in uh, the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. So it will not be a sequel or continuation of the story um, from the films. Mm. It will take place uh, in today's world with a new mm-hmm. setting, new characters, and a new story. No actress has been attached just yet, but uh, I'm sure they're on the hunt for the right person for the role. So. Is, there, is there still an audience for those movies? Or those that um, character? Because like, the last one well, that came out wasn't very good. Yeah, Claire Foy was in the second one. Yeah, it wasn't it, it didn't get good reviews. I wanted yeah. to see it. It was like it was like a Bourne movie. It was like a I Jason Bourne f- movie. Yeah, yeah, I liked the first one, but I never got a chance to see it. You, did you see the second one? Uh, I've seen the original trilogy. The That's first, the, one, the first, first one, one's yeah. really good. Second one is okay. Third one, it's not great. They slowly get progressively worse, and then the uh, the fourth one was a totally different character. Um, then they also did the American remake with uh, David Fincher, who I, I think is a good looking film, but. Didn't grab me. The David Fincher's movies yeah, are very. Yeah, the Fincher easy. one with Rooney Mara, right? That's the one you're looking yeah, to. Yeah, right? yeah, great casting. This is a good, some good casting in that film. Love but, Rooney Mara. But visually, it's amazing. But like most Gorgeous. of David Fincher's films, it's very cold, and I don't like huh? cold movies. <laughs> it's very, very so just emotionally disconnected, which is fucked up because it's supposed to be a film about rape. It's like you yeah, should be cool. emotionally invested, but yeah, it's like too twisted and cold, and I just didn't care for it. Hmm, I wonder why that movie didn't get a sequel. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm interested to see Mark Hamill, Luke Skywalker himself, on a Queeby show. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, can you believe it? He'll be Queeby's making an appearance. Yes, well, they're getting Luke Skywalker. I'm going to watch, guys. I just watched him in uh, the most, most recent episode of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, cool. Oh, fantastic. Oh, he's great. So that's, that's, that's no like big feat, getting, Luke, getting Mark Hamill, because you know also The Last Jedi got Mark Hamill. So, that's yeah. so uh, he's going to be a country singer, in, according to what it looks like in the trailer for the show called Royalties. And this is um, a show with Darren Chris, as you know him from uh, Glee and American Crime Story, American Horror Story, um, great actor, um, and Catherine Donahue. They're um, top 40 pop songwriters. So um, it, it's a songwriting duo that crafts chart-topping singles each week, and the show features a real-life artist or entertainer playing a fictitious, over-the-top version of themselves, mm. performing an original song written by Chris. So, 
Mark Hamill will be involved. Jennifer Coolidge, Stifler's mom, she's great. Uh, Rufus Rainwright, Julianne Huff, um, Court Overstreet, Kevin McHale from Glee, um, Lil Rel Howery, uh, to name a few. Um, so Queeby, the short form, 15 minute ish episodes. We'll see how that does. I'm curious to see if they will, uh, you know, get their audience um, or the downloads or viewers they need to keep that network alive. Um, it's not doing very well right now. Yeah, it's not doing great. It's not doing great, but um, you know that you know time will tell, I guess. FX has renewed the vampire comedy "What We Do in the Shadows" for a third season. If you're a fan of that show, you'll be happy to hear that. I haven't it's seen genuinely it. Genuinely but... good. It's very, very Are good. Are you a fan? Is it good? It's 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 very good. It's a um it's not an adaptation of the film. It actually takes place as kind of a another yeah. story within the same universe. And the other actors from the film actually do show up during a trial in okay, the second cool. season. It's it's really good. And like Tilda Swinton shows up as her character from the vampire movie Only Lovers Left Alive. Uh okay. Wesley Snipes shows up as Blade. As Blade. As Blade. Oh. It's great. Oh, cool. It's a genuinely good show. I actually very oh, much right. encourage people to check it out. It's, it's very funny. Okay, cool. I'll have to check yeah. it out. It's, another it's, show it's, kind, of, it's kind of like um, The Office with vampires. Nice. Yeah. It's, just, it. it's what the movie is. It's a it's a documentary documenting vampires. It's, you know, wow. very, very close to what the film is. Cool. And speaking of vampires, uh, Zachary Quinto returns uh, on AMC's Nosferatu, uh, premiering on June 21st. Have you seen that one, Jesse? I have not seen that one. I've been meaning to it. I'm just, I'm, I'm so behind on stuff because it's like we're in quarantine, so I've been doing nothing but consuming media constantly. Yes, exactly. That's, There's that's nothing fun. else to do, so I'm just like consuming and consuming. <laughs> it's on the it's list, like, right? Uh, uh, the mountain that I'm plowing <laughs> through right now. So, oh man, MTV, um, they're gonna. Can you believe I'm mentioning MTV? It's crazy. Uh, pretty much that their only crazy. hit TV show that was scripted is Teen Wolf. They're, they'll be having a virtual reunion on June 5th for a fan of that show. The original cast will be back. Um, Chachi, you mentioned Teen Wolf a little earlier, but I think you're talking about the film. The good one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the good, the, the, the good one, the movie, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not the terrible sequel with Jason Bateman, but the original no. film. With <laughs> <Fox>. <laughs> the sequel that's just a remake of the first film. Yeah. <laughs> Fox has Very renewed odd. Prodigal Son for a second season starring Tom Payne, who played Jesus in The Walking Dead. Um, so, But if you're a fan of Outmatch, which was Jason Biggs' comedy on Fox, that sadly has been canceled. Um, mm. Which um, sucks to hear because Jason Biggs is such a awesome guy. I would have loved yeah. him to be on another hit. We interviewed him. Chachi did a great interview with Jason Biggs. Thank you. At the Creative uh, Coalition events, which is funny if I could tell Jesse... Mm. Chachi asked Jason Biggs what your favorite pie is. <laughs> Jason, Jason says to eat or to fuck. <laughs> that, was that is the correct response. <laughs> <laughs> I love Jason Biggs, man. He's great. Oh, he was great. Oh, man. So this is a kind of a going back to, you know, the controversy of bloodshot not having the white makeup. But just, yeah. I was going to throw in something maybe has to do with you know, SJW is complaining about like certain, um, you know, face colorings, which I know it's completely a part of the character, but this is kind of related because now there's controversy with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, Jesus. Um, this is something he did back in 2000. This is 20 years ago that he did a skit pretending to be Chris Rock 
and blackface and of course chris yeah. Rock, cast member um so he apologized um i guess just to calm the people down who were all up in arms but I, you know i think it was done in good taste you know chris rock was you know a part of the show you know so it's like i don't know it's a you know, I, I certainly can't that's see them bit. getting away with it now. That's a bit. That's not. That's not. That's meant to be funny. It's like it's. That's like complaining about Robert Downey Jr. playing, you know, a black man in Tropic Thunder. It's, like, actually, it's a bit. Right. That's SJ, the point. The SJWs were complaining about that too. Oh, you know saying what? cancel. Um, yeah. RDJ, yeah. right? They're, they're right. So now they're bringing up. They're the ones that give liberals a bad name. Like, com- just bitching for the sake of bitching. It's like, People guys, want to bully. People think- want to take down other people. And, and Yeah, it's it, like, I mean, you're not thinking about the context of, like, the joke. The joke yeah. is that Robert Downey Jr.'s character in that film is so dumb that he would actually go so far as to actually make himself black to play a black man, despite that he's actually a white guy. Yeah. That's right. the joke. Like it's right. meant to be funny. It was the same thing like, with um Sarah Silverman when she got all that um backlash for doing yeah. the black, that, that blackface skit. But her skit it, was she like she thought she was going undercover as a black person, but she did like a, a really bad um blackface. But people were getting uh, offended at her, and she thought they're getting offended because like they were racist and they hated black people, and they really thought that she was black. But they were offended because um she was just doing this offensive blackface. And that was the whole joke of the skit. And and you know and people wanted to like uh, I, I think she lost like a, a project because of that because people like dug it up and like she got canceled for one of her Just projects. Thing. Don't I mean, Jimmy Fallon is one of the nicest guys around. Dude, nicest guy in Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. Like if, if Chris Rock wasn't wasn't making any kind of any kind of he was there was a part about of the cast, it. I think when when yeah. it was going down. Yeah. Like if if Chris Rock was like not to rewatch that, yeah, yeah. then it was like what's the problem? Like it, exactly. It's meant to be a joke. It like it's okay to laugh. It's not meant to be insulting. It's 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 intended to be a joke. Yeah, he wasn't making fun of black people. He was making fun yeah, of yeah. It's, it's a bit. It's a bit for a skit. That's all right. it is. Yeah. yeah. So that's but, the thing. That that is entertainment. Let that you know not <laughs> offend people. Um, what should offend people are things that were going on in the news recently. Yeah, I know we're not. People aren't offended. They aren't offended. They um. They're finding. They're trying to find a wedge to complain. Right. Yeah, yeah. Trying to find a wedge to complain, and that's like that's all. This it is. is what you should be offended about. Yeah, it's like a how black dare man, you tell a black me what man I should take, be offended about? A black about. man taking a jog. A black man begging to be released because he can't breathe yeah. when a cop's fucking knee is lodged in his neck. Yeah. And a woman uh, calling the cops because a man asked her to kindly put the dog on a leash you know these are the headline stories coming out now that's offensive that is yeah. fucking offensive i'm sorry man um especially like that, that, that guy george george floyd mm. he did not he did not deserve to die i mean i know yeah. but my god he was begging to breathe he was like he he had just recovered from coronavirus too did he really he had yeah. just recovered you were you got out of that misery just to be killed by the cops. And I guarantee they're probably going to get away with it. Yeah, that. Yeah. Even though the mayor, figured, the mayor like of that you, town uh, called on them to be arrested, even they they got fired, but they pro- like it, there was one when I saw the movie Three Billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. The yeah. one complaint I had was that Sam Rockwell, who 
throws a guy out the window. Sam Rockwell plays a cop in that movie. He throws a guy literally out a window of a second story of a building. And I was like, why isn't he getting arrested? Like, what's the problem? They just take his badge. And I was like, yeah. looking at this event right here, I'm like, oh, yeah, they would just fire him. They wouldn't take his badge. It's like the it's like the three strikes situation. Like, three strikes, you're out. But it's like, eh, this is just strike one for that, most of those guys. That's complete negligence. Um, yeah. The worst part is you think that people like, especially cops, would be on edge and be real like um, exactly. worried about being videotaped when they're doing anything wrong. Like the Freddie Get Gray situation where he's accidentally yeah. killed, right? Like everybody has a fucking camera phone now. Yeah, yeah, he would write. Like, yeah, so he's, he's, why he's being filmed? You figure he'd be like, okay, maybe I should stop this, you know, because I'm being filmed. And obviously, obviously, like even if the guy does. Um, you know, doesn't die or whatever, it's going to ruin my life because everybody's going to like hate me and I'm going to be over the news or whatever. Right. Like, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, blatant just to keep doing what you're doing with people yeah. filming you and knowing it's going to go viral. Yeah. Like, same, you know, same with Ahmad Arbery, man. The guy's picking a jog. Like, like, I, like I've said, man, fuck the police. And everybody, <laughs> everybody, like the song fuck the says, police. fuck the, the police. And like anybody that says, oh, you can't hate all cops, I was like, okay. What about all the cops that aren't dirty? Why don't they gang up and take down the ones that are dirty and put them behind bars? Right. Yep. Fuck the police. <laughs> on that note, let's take a classic cut break because it's at that time where we will be back on BTB with our special guest. We cannot wait. Alicia Rataru on uh, Below the Belt show. Um, Chachi, take it away. Where are my dogs at? It is time for King Chachi's Classic Cuts. Holla at your boy. Chachi's That's right. It's Chachi's Classic Cut back once again. Um, and we're still on the quarantine. God, it's been how many weeks now? You ever seen the movie Contagion? You know how long Matt Damon yeah. has to be away from everybody? Two years. There you go. Two years in quarantine. Although that that situation, that movie actually makes me feel a lot better because I'm like, this could be so much worse right now. It could be a lot worse. It could be a lot it's, worse. It's, <laughs> yeah, only been so two it's not that bad. Then. Huh? It's been two and a half months. Yeah. So, I thought it was... yeah. Okay, okay. Two and a half months. Yeah, okay. yeah. It so, could be so much worse, but, uh, you know. So baby steps. I mean, they um, announced they're going to open up um, Disney World. Yes, next yes. month. Disney and, World. Uh, you know, Vegas is opening it up. Um, mm-hmm. I think in a couple weeks. So, yes. Well, right. not the pool parties and the nightclubs, but yes. Yeah. No nightclubs. Yeah. <laughs> just, just the gambling, right? But things are been moving in baby steps. Yeah, gotcha. the right, yes. right direction, hopefully. But um, so here's something about. Social distancing that we've been um, practicing for two and a half months now. And this is by the police. Don't stand so close to me. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Yeah. (laughs) Definitely a classic song. Nice thing. Keep them separated by the offspring you played uh, earlier uh, when it first started. Now, this is a song makes a lot of sense. 1980. Don't stand so close to me. And it's a great song. (laughs) We'll be back here on Below the Belt.
young teacher, the subject of schoolgirl fantasy. She wants him so badly, knows what she wants to be. Inside her, there's longing. This girl's an open page, bookmarking. She's so close now. This girl is half his age. Songs available only on live broadcasts on WMBC and below the belt show.com. That was a classic cut, guys. Mm-hmm. The police. Don't stand that's so the, close to me. That's the police I like. Six, <laughs> six foot. <laughs> yep. You notice uh, we were just kind of, <laughs> which is interesting, Chach, because we were just talking about the police. It was a good, good cut, you know, segue with, you know, the police song. And <laughs> talking about a. Uh, our, Fuck the uh, police, but our not lost, those police. <laughs> our, yeah, exactly. So, uh, so we're excited. Alicia Rataru, the lovely and beautiful. My God, isn't she uh, gorgeous? If you haven't seen mm. Alicia Rataru, guys, she's an arrow. She's she's going to be in an episode of the 100. She's going to be um, in a movie called Buddy Games with Olivia Munn and Dax Shepard. A uh, movie called The Color Rose. A bunch of good stuff coming up. Um. But before she calls in, let's drop a couple more things here. Um, so, um, I guess we should talk about really quick. Um, well, I guess this is um, interesting um, news. I guess music news, Chachi, that Randy Jackson, the dog from American Island, has been. Uh, has announced that he's going to rejoin Journey, which is pretty exciting. Uh, Journey's Neil Sean actually just announced um, the lineup change. Um, so that's pretty exciting. A lot of people didn't know. A lot of people think he's just the dog from American Idol, but hmm. he is a an awesome acclaimed bass player. Um, so, Wait, uh, how do people not know? He, he mentions it in every episode of American Idol yeah. that, he was on, <laughs> that he was in Journey. Yeah, okay, maybe he has. That's a good point. Um and in another, well, uh, if, if you told me to name one Journey song off the top of my head, I would just stare at you like a deer in the headlights. I just, <laughs> I know I've heard their music, but I could not name one song for you. I can name not, ten. Don't stop believing. Is that a Journey song? Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Separate ways. Send her my love. The girl can't help it. Yeah. Wheel in the sky. Yeah. Oh yeah, wheel in the sky. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I remember, I remember I, that played like every day when I used to work at a gym. I'll be all right without you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. There's a few. <laughs> yeah, lots of hits. Uh, Queen's another big band during that time. Uh, Brian May of Queen announced that he uh, suffered um, a heart attack recently. Um, yeah. A small that. heart attack that left him very near death. Um, he's had a couple uh, medical issues lately. He ripped his gluteus maximus in a bizarre gardening accident recently which is crazy um so oh, well, who do we, we have here to alicia retire oh let's bring her on all right guys we have wow the lovely and talented alicia rotaru coming on to below the belt show this is your second time on the show but it's our first 
it's quarantine edition. I know. So we're so happy to have you on. Thanks. <laughs> and she's in bed. She's in bed tonight. So we could we could technically say we had Alicia in bed. All right. <laughs> You <laughs> said it, not me. <laughs> I never thought me too, whatever. I was just making a joke, but at least you wouldn't have had head- you wouldn't have had headphones, would you? Mm, you- come on, let me just, see. Earbuds, earbuds will work. Earbuds, get, earbuds will just we'll kinda... get feedback otherwise. Yeah, yeah we, we had that It kind of echoes. Hold on, let me set this shit up. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. and you can curse on the, uh, the Skype version as well. Which is good. <laughs> Great. Great. I saw Kilbert. I loved it. Did you? Yes, I watched it today. <laughs> so we had um Ashley's other clients on. Um, because Ashley said she wanted to host when you were on, because she said you guys are friends, which is I thought it would have been a good dynamic. And then Fiona had to. I don't know if you have Fiona Room personally, um, from Snowpiercer. Um, yeah, yeah. Had, yeah. Oh, you do know her. Cool. So she was originally because i know all the uh vancouver actors know each other it seems <laughs> but uh but she's uh she's gonna re- she had to reschedule for whatever reason and i'm so glad that you could come in and and uh be a part of this show so uh let's see let's test your audio alicia let's see. my audio audio is your audio does that, does she sound okay chachi let me see talk how do i sound <laughs> she sounds good okay cool awesome i, good. I hope i do <laughs> All right, so we bring on to Below the Belt show, actress extraordinaire. You might have seen her in Arrow. She's got a movie uh, that's on Amazon Prime and uh, on demand called Kill Bird. I just checked out. Um, she's going to be on an episode of The 100, um, the beautiful and talented Alicia Rotaru, uh, back on BTB for the second time. It's good to have you on the show again. Hey, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. So how you been in uh, the quarantine uh, mode? I know that Vancouver hasn't been impacted as much as the States, um, but uh, to a degree it has been, right? Yeah, I mean, my whole quarantine story was funny because I was in L.A. kind of as it was starting, and then I had to fly up to Canada to start shooting a film. So they flew me up, packed all my bags. It was like winter then, right? Right. So uh, I've been up here, and this is my hometown, though, so it's kind of nice. I've been up here since March, which is the longest mm. I think I've been in the city in the last <laughs> yeah. year. Everyone's like, wow, you're here. And I'm like, I know. Let's get a dog. <laughs> <laughs> we got a dog. <laughs> so how have you been uh, spending your time lately? Um, that, like, literally training our puppy. So we, like, we found this dog on Facebook and rescued it, and then... Oh, nice. Uh, a four-month-old black shepherd and just kind of that like I've been a fur mom which is kind of creepy and awesome but it's something we've talked about doing for years um and I know it's it's weird to like put a positive spin on COVID quarantine but it's been really positive because we've had all this time to like it's good good to think about some of the positives does that make sense yeah, like careers are careers and work is work. And at the end of the day, like when you take that away, that's it's it's tough when maybe you're like defined by what you do for a living. Um, but it's also yeah. kind of nice to be, well, yeah, and you know, I I am too. But it's also nice to just be like, oh shit, like who am I? Like what is life? Like I keep saying that all the time, and everyone's like, yeah, I know what is life. I'm like, what is life? Yeah. So um, it's been a lot of that, and just 
um, kind of trying to live off clothing that I packed in one luggage for a shoot that doesn't work with the weather anymore. And <laughs> I'm like, what do I have in my house in Vancouver that like works for sun? Like, right. I don't know. Like I'm stealing my husband's like underwear and wearing them as shorts, like spandex, like biker shorts, you know, not out, not out in public, but like in the house. <laughs> like I don't have my shorts up here. <laughs> And I'm not an online shopper, so it's a little bit, okay. you know. Well, it seems like you're making do. And, of course, watching film and television, um, catching up on the shows that you wanted to watch, which is very important. I got yeah. a chance to check out Kill Bird, which you can check out. It's on Amazon. It's on um, on-demand platforms. And, wow, what an edge-of-your-seat, like, um, film. I didn't know what was, you know, I didn't know who to believe. I didn't know who was telling the truth. Yay. I don't want to go too much into spoiler territory, but I really, uh, I really enjoyed the film, you know. Um, oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah, yeah. But uh, Jesse and Chachi, uh, really quick, the uh, the premise is that um, your character of Taylor, uh, your car breaks down, yes? And mm. uh, you're in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, mm. and you uh, come across a really creepy guy who's kind of like on the run, I guess. Um, and um, you develop... Um, a relationship that turns into being abducted, which turns on to offering sex, and mm-hmm. it's it gets crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. So I was like, I didn't know what to, you know what to find to believe until I saw what happened in the end. So like, you know, it got mm-hmm. a little more closure that way. But uh, mm-hmm. I love movies like that where you kind of like you don't know. It's really uh, nebulous, I guess, right? Yeah, it was Is that like the best way to describe it. Like a mind fuck maybe is better. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> My vocabulary is dwindled down to cuss words and like basic. That's syntax. good. That's that's below the belt. We love um, it. Uh, we're, we're all at that point in quarantine where it's like, oh, I don't fucking care anymore. I, I should be read. I should be reading books and to expand my knowledge of words, but that's dwindled to like hashtag yeah. talking. Um. Yeah. No. It was. It was no joke. Like I'm like, how do you say this word? Um. Yeah, no, it was, I think, uh, I can honestly say it's been, it was the most challenging script I've been offered to date that scared the shit out of me to the point where I pretty much turned it down the first time it came. Really? Oh yeah. Like it was an awkward story of like, I don't, like, I, I think I, in retrospect and probably even in the moment I was like, no, like this is like, I don't know what it, it just like jolted my system as a performer, um, and also the subject matter, it it scared me because it's not subject matter that I've ever tapped into into my normal life or been into, like conspiracy theory type stuff. Right. Um, so it was scaring me on like a lot of weird angles. And I was very honest about it with like my team and my coach and even the director when we initially had our talk. I was like, yo, you wrote a really intricate two-hander. Yeah feature that I don't understand like I need you to give me time to educate myself and for you to educate myself on the subject matter and like like this wasn't like a hallmark project where you get a script maybe the few nights before and you go shoot Mm. not that anything's wrong with that but this was like material that it's dense it's dense yeah like when I was coming home after set to like prep next day if there were script changes like Ryan, my guy, would, like, run lines with me, and he's like, oh, 
holy shit. Like, I don't, yeah. you know, like he was just making sure that I was like word for word kind of thing. Cause he didn't like, the, he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, it's okay. I do. Like, so what, I do now. What convinced you to um, take the job? To then? do it? Yeah. Um, literally my entire team and like those three rules, you know, like who's involved, what's the story and the money, right. like those things that everyone right. kind of talks about are kind of true where you're like, and then they kind of go in order of how it goes in the puzzle. Um, I think for me, it was ultimately the fact that it scared me so much that I was like, okay, I have to do it and like kind of go there. And, and it was, it, it, it was my first time leading a feature as number one and getting, oh, nice. That's right. yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's That's an indie, like, it was huge. Like I've, you know, it's like I have goosebumps talking about it in like a weird kind of, I guess Aww. that's what happened. But in the time, I wasn't thinking that. It yeah. was more just like, oh, my God, the material. Like, and what really turned me on was finally talking to Joe, the the writer and director, producer. Right. I was just like, okay, like, feed me your brain. Like, where, like, edu- like I, and I love when people, like, boss me around and, like, give me their intel, like an aliens at moment. Right. So he was so passionate and was really like, I want you for this because when I passed the first time he came back and I was like okay like this is cool I'm not I'm not passing to be cool to be like oh I passed now give it to me it was like genuinely like oh I don't know and I think after we talked it was just like this is gonna be a lot of fucking fun like I'm getting to do all my own stunts which I love to do I know when we talked before when we talked about Arrow and stuff that was a big turn on for me with my career and it still is like I'm 35, you know, I want to still use my body to its, like, max that I can and that I'm allowed to on a set until I you maybe should. can't anymore. <laughs> you should yeah. touch yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. you are a Scorpio. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, same, uh, I guess you have the yeah. same birthday as me, November yeah, 9th. Yeah, we know. Yeah, you guys have the same birthday. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. And, like, awesome. And Chris Parker, too. Yeah, I just I just love that shit where you can just dive in physically. Oh, my little monster's here. And uh, oh, that's so cool. We got, a, we got another special guest in your in your canine buddy. I love it. What's your dog saying? That's Rocky. Rocky. Hey, Rocky. Little Rocky. We drove over the Rocky Mountains to get him. So small. So you mentioned um, doing your doing your own stunts. Yeah. So I guess everything yeah. from you know wielding the gun to the fight scene to Spoiler alert, spoiler alert, escaping the pri- the little makeshift prison uh, jail yeah. cell or whatever. Yeah. Uh, that all a, that, that was that all was you. Epic. Yeah, it was really fun. I mean, the only thing that we didn't really, uh, I wasn't allowed to do legally was like do the roof jump land. Um, But I mean, you just have, you can't be like, let me do it because you're fighting yeah. against all of this shit. But it was like. Um, unless you're Tom up. Cruise, you're not allowed to do that. And even then, it's probably, not a good, even then it's probably still not a good <laughs> yeah. idea because you'll break your foot. Yeah, and like it, it was a it was a clean, clear jump. It, like we could have made it, but it was just you know follow the guidelines. Don't want to fuck anybody up or their money. So like just leave it be. And they had a stunt, great stunt double, but it was yeah it was pretty rad. They we really took um we we really like I don't know I, I can't find my words, but we really like pulled pulled it through with like where we can tap out on the safety of like certain things like that whole thing with the jail 
was kind of my thing. I was like, I just want to do it. I'm like, let me just do it. Like, I can do this. We'll do that. And they're like, okay, how are you going to get over it? Because we were, it's indie, right? So you're like, oh, how do we come over this hurdle quickly and like still make the day? And I'm like, okay, this is what we're going to fucking do. Like, I'm going to climb all this thing. Like, do this. You're going to get it. One shot done. And like the DOP, Gabe, was so epic too. He was just like, all right, I'm with you. And like, as I spit into the camera, so it. <laughs> it, was, no, it was just, uh, it was just one of those, it was one of those shoots that I was exhausted mentally, physically every night coming home. Um, we were hauling ass, doing hours, but it was so fun. And it was, my hair was wild as shit. Like I had blood all over me and that's kind of what I loved a lot. Like I just love being covered in dirt and shit when I'm working sometimes because it's just like it's I don't know you've done your job I guess right yeah like I get more stressed out no joke like when I'm doing projects like I did this Hallmark movie last year and it was so fun and it was really cool clean right yeah (laughs) but I was I was more concentrated about like oh my god is my fucking hair okay is my makeup all right like (laughs) that's you know that's like an image thing with the brand and yes there's hair and makeup people but in my mind you know I was like okay is my shirt tucked right like is everything right right so with this it was just more freeing and yeah there's continuity which I was very conscious of as well, but it was just like, but there's dirt. So that was cool. Yeah. It was a lot of fun. Well, let's talk about this amazing cast you're working with. Of course, two uh, iconic actors from Battlestar Galactica in Aaron Douglas and Timo Pennekit, if I'm pronouncing his name uh, correctly. Um, Wow. They, they, uh, they played some really pivotal roles and crazy (laughs) roles. Um, I did have a question. I guess this is going to spoiler it. Why didn't they show what happened between Taylor and Aaron, the end of Aaron? Which um, was the first- yeah, it was a really tight call. I use the word tight a lot because it was a tight space. It was a really okay. tight. The room, the room was maybe four, five feet wide by seven feet deep. And like social it, distance in that. Space. Like it was, yeah. Like it was like <laughs> right. it, it was almost like a storage space in an apartment. Got it. That makes Got sense. It. Like, and plus it was two levels, so that little bed where he was at was even smaller. And we really wanted to. We choreographed something really cool. It was just shooting. It was like Gabe was like crammed with like his epic setup, and like couldn't like we just right. couldn't physically maneuver it. Um, we were just confined with space. Okay. Yeah. But is it, I guess it's assumed that he hit his head or um, I guess it's still up in the air, I guess. I don't know because we didn't, the audience didn't get to see that, but uh, yeah. I guess, I guess that's one of those nebulous uh, things, I guess. Right. <laughs> yeah. Like, who's, and, uh, like why, does, why does Taylor, you know, not have a scuff on her? I don't know. Yes, so we might have to do with who I guess Taylor really is, how yeah. badass she really is. I guess is that pretty much what we're supposed to. Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, I've had a lot of DMs and messages come through about like I don't get the ending. Like, who are you? What's happened? Like, I don't understand. I'm like, excellent. And I just like I hit up Joe and I was like, yo, dude, like, get. I'm getting some questions about things, and he's like, good. That's how. It <laughs> 
Like she just, and it's the thing with Joe is like, he was like, I don't have, I don't want people to know the answers. Like he was just like, okay, good, good. No. Questions. So. Sometimes it's better when you don't know the answers. I'm still yeah. wondering what the hell happened at the end of Twin Peaks. <laughs> what year is this? Uh, yeah. Where? I still don't know. Stephen Lobo, um, incredible actor. Um, yeah. Yeah, he did great. You guys had some really good um, chemistry there. So um, I guess I was curious on the seduction angle. Was Taylor sexually attracted to Riyadh as the character Riyadh, or did she have an ulterior motive to maybe try to escape? That's where I wasn't. Where, was she? Was she? Was she really trying to get laid? <laughs> I I'm gonna just say it was it was probably for sure a little bit of both. Like I made a choice there to have that character almost kind of like. When you're going into a role, just in general, like you're always, you know, there's always a little piece of yourself in there. And so with this role, it was like she's a character playing maybe a character, right? Like, so there's like a little bit of, okay, so she's this person, but now she has to tap into being this person. So I kind of wanted right. to layer it of like, yeah, maybe she wants to jump on a little BJ action or like <laughs> crash as a as a as a tool and a tactic for survival but also probably to keep it fresh like <laughs> you know what i mean like it, it's it's hard to say where that was really gonna go if it did go anywhere and why would riyadh um, turn you down what the hell was he right? been, he's been in that cabin yeah. in the woods for well, how many how long yeah. <laughs> have, have you guys ever seen um the movie the last house on the left yes ages the, ago the original version Yes. You know about the infamous scene I'm talking about? Yeah. Where Same. the yeah. woman, the mother, is going to give the uh, one of the kidnappers a blowjob outside, and she literally bites his dick off. Oh, yeah. my God. Ow. In Ow. the uncut version, you see her go, <laughs> and you yeah. see it, like, spew out of her oh, mouth. Oh, like, the member spit out the mouth. Oh, why do you God. think that movie was rated X when it came out? Yeah. <laughs> oh it was impossible God. to That's find crazy. for years. Yeah. Well, some, yeah. well it's some also, dude. like... You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like, what's the most vulnerable <laughs> right. position to get someone else in? Josh, you had a good joke. I don't think the audio came through. Yeah, All I heard was... Oh, no, it's a good joke. Like, something about yes. spitting. Yeah, I think yeah, I, I said, I said some, some do spit. <laughs> you said it, not me. Like um, reference to the movie Tease. Um, <laughs> God. Yeah. <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about the 100. So you have an episode coming up. Uh, so this is a uh, season seven of the 100. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it seems like a lot of people are catching up on the show on Netflix as opposed to CW, and, are, and the buzz is starting to come out about the 100. How good a show it is. I have yet to get involved with the show, but I heard I heard nothing but great things about it. It's been on for seven seasons. So, but yeah. how was you, how was your experience on the show? Um, it was really cool. I mean, for me, it was a, a challenge to get on that show just because of so much work on the CW that I've had prior, which I'm very grateful for. So it was one of the yeah. shows that you're CW I, darling, aren't you? Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I'm just, I'm just aging out a little. Um, <laughs> lol. <laughs> um, keep them perky, but no, it was more just like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're great. I love you. 
Thanks. You're awesome. This is when this is when we migrate to HBO. Oh. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <You're> like- <laughs> Yeah, or Amazon Prime, wherever. But it was, um, you know, it was it was more of like a tactical thing that I wanted to check off my list. I know that sounds so bleh, but it was like, oh, okay, no. I need to get on this fucking show because it shoots here. I want to like mark it off. Yeah. Um, and it and it 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 was tough because there were so many roles that came up over the years that I just maybe couldn't do or didn't fit, um, or that yeah. just didn't. I just, who knows why, but then this came across and I ended up booking it. And my, my team, my team was adamant that I was like, I need to get on now. It's the last season. Let's just get in there. Right. Call it a day and like, check it off and like, have some fun. Right. Um, and that, it was just cool to finally be on that side. And when I arrived, it was like, you know, Lindsay Morgan was there and we have, we're not tight and best friends or anything, but we've met a few times. She's so lovely and has such great energy. I mean, we train at the same gym here in Vancouver. Um, and Richard Harmon was there. Like it was like pretty much the whole ensemble of cast minus a few big players. Um, but it was just cool to just be there and like, you know, see a bunch of my Vancouver colleagues doing their thing on the show that they've been on. Um, and then just gave it a little like huzzah as we, <laughs> Well, I, I, I think the premise of the show is cool. I mean, it's post-apocalyptic, and I feel like we're in a post-apocalyptic world right now. With, <laughs> we're with kind the of at that point. Yeah, yeah. so it kind of yeah. feels like a show that you can kind of yeah. relate to. I was I was mentioning earlier on that I've watched Contagion again recently on Netflix. <laughs> of course you did. You're contributing to it still being number one. <laughs> here's the thing. It's, it's comforting to watch because I said, look, yeah. it could be so much worse right now. Yeah, <laughs> it should be so yeah. much worse. Like that movie you know, is just we, like people are just dying in the streets. Like it's yeah, not, it's not that bad. I think it, we're it, it's bad, but it's not that bad. Yeah, we're, I mean we're not we're not what happened in Italy, and yeah. that's that's you know that's so sad. Like so we're really fortunate here. I think that we kind of yeah. saw you saw in Vancouver. You're talking about Canada specifically, though, right? Because I know Canada no, and the states, you know. And even the U.S., I think, like, you know, because it, it hit Europe really hard. <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, and now North America. So, yeah, yeah Contagion. We didn't, we didn't watch it. Ryan's like, let's watch it. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> it was shockingly, it's shockingly accurate because the one thing that I said was a dumb thing in that movie was uh, Jude Law's character being like, I have this magic cure that suddenly works. What's the president of the United States saying that he has a magic cure, which clearly doesn't work? <laughs> Uh, shockingly <laughs> shockingly prescient yeah so yeah. your character Anyways. must musgrave on uh the 100 can you tell us anything about the character it's a little bit later in the season right she's a pivotal character that takes a story to the end no i have no i i don't really know how to describe it um okay she's just a lot of fun um another another little physical kind of thing happening there with her Okay. Uh, that's all I can really say. Yeah, yeah, this is fair because I know the premiere uh, is uh, this evening, and so uh, mm. and I think I, th- I think your episode's a little later in the season, correct? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't even know which one it is because like things were so jumbled, but it's it's going to okay. be towards the end. Um, yeah, I'm not in a bikini. I can tell you that. <laughs> well, well, that's a disappointment. <laughs> no, I'm actually, I'm looking at your Instagram right now. 
and there's plenty of bikini pics on there. Yay! <laughs> exactly. Go to the gram for those. Uh, I want to ask questions. It's definitely worth it. Yeah, I'm going to your gram. Yes. I wanted to ask about Arrow because I actually really like that show. Yeah. yeah. Go yeah. ahead. What was what was that like working with uh working on that set? Was it is it kind of the same as working on uh, the 100 because it's up in Vancouver and a lot of the crew kind of share share uh, totally. sets with each other? No, totally different energies, totally different vibes. I mean, obviously, like the cast will help establish what you're walking into, and um. I had the, a really unique experience on Arrow in the sense that it was pretty much me, Jimmy, Akingbola, who played Baron, and then Stephen Amell, and mm. then Brian Robbins here and there for like a whole season because we right. were on that island. So I I didn't even get to play with like Emily or fucking anybody. Like it was just like me and then the dudes. Um, <laughs> and it was, for me, yeah, it was just like, it was once again really cool. That was like, the, I, that was the entry into me really being allowed to um, to showcase what I can do physically and having the guidance and the trust of Bam Bam, James Bamford, the stunt coordinator there, um, to just push me and encourage me and support me and educate me. So it was, on that sense, it was really cool. And then having to just, I don't know, be in the same clothes the whole time was creepy. But like awesome <laughs> like I was in the same costume I remember my mom being like are you ever gonna have a different outfit I'm like no I'm on an island I'm stuck here I'm a prisoner yeah uh, it, it, I, I will say I do like the, I do like that show but it is kind of funny that it's the tropical island that has the uh red fern trees around it yes yeah <laughs> uh, I, I get it it's, it's, it's rainforest it's, yeah it's, it's, it's the rainforest on a tropical island diet yeah I know I get it <laughs> I, know, I do like that show yeah. I do yeah, have a question great. I mean yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Speak of CW. Um, so they need a new Batwoman. Uh, <laughs> Ruby Rose yeah. has left. I was wondering, right? <laughs> would, was, would that be a role that you'd consider playing or auditioning for? I would love to. I would love to. I just don't know how I would look with a mask. Like, how do you even do it? <laughs> there you go. I think it works. That works. Yeah. I'm that woman. I don't know. <laughs> like a skin-tight outfit. Yeah. Oh, she doesn't yeah. have to. She doesn't have yeah. to growl in that show. Yeah. Did they actually give her a voice modulator <laughs> yeah. in that show? Alicia, that's hysterical. I Man, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what, 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 what do you, what else what do you think? Here? What do you think of Ruby Rose leaving uh, the show? I mean, she's giving up a lead role. So many actresses would kill for that role, and she's walking away. What are your thoughts on that? It's hard for me to comment because I don't, we don't know why. I didn't really dig into it. Like, yeah, my girlfriend, my husband, was like, holy shit, she's leaving the show. And I'm like, yeah, that's weird. I was just like kind of left it at that. I'm like, obviously there's something internal. Like right. I feel like something just probably wasn't driving on, on, on the like other well, she, side, you know? And well, it, she went through a surgery. It's intense. Yeah. Yeah. She, uh, she got injured on a stunt and then she had to have surgery and it probably took its toll on her. So. Yeah, that and that getting like, the long, long hours. There's, I guess yeah. there's a whole bunch of things. Oh. Yeah. I mean, and that's it. Like, it's demanding. The the CW, there's, there's how many episodes per season? I think there's like... It's like 22. 20, exactly. So 22, to, 22 to 26. Unless and, you're and, Legends, and then it's like 13. Right, exactly. Yeah, and you're doing like, what, 8, eight 10 episodes, 8, 10 days an episode maybe? Yeah. 
maybe you compare that to like like feature films they shoot like an hour and a half to two hours within the span of like three or four months compare that to tv shows where you have to shoot half of that in like eight days like like, that's the thing i'm not gonna lie like going back to your comment about arrow and like i think being on that show really just you're kind of not just an actor anymore you're a fucking athlete like you have to keep up like like i'll like Stephen Amell, like, the fact that he is a dad, is an actor, has his companies, comes right. to set, like, travel, like, and conditions his bot, like, and does a lot yeah. of his work. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Like, you're doing those, like, salmon, whatever they're called, like, salmon racks. Salmon I don't know what they're called. Thank you. Like, you're doing that. And then, of course, he has an amazing stunt double who, like, does all the other shit, too. But you're like, I feel like on a lot of those shows now, you're not just an actor. Like, yeah. you're an act leaf, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. like you've got to have all, like, you've got to be ready. Even the girl who came over to take, who took over the role of uh, Black Canary, Jessica, I can't remember her last name. Anyway, she, she came in to replace Casey Cassidy or whatnot. Yeah, Casey Not replaced, right. over. Um, Like that girl too was jacked. Like, Mm. You know, and they're training. Like she worked out at the gym that we were at here, and it was yeah. it. Those shows are like tough on your body and on your mind. So I think, who knows? I mean, like, yeah, it's if that was her comment, like I could totally understand. Like it's not the norm. Yeah, I don't think, but I don't know. I haven't really. I haven't been on. Like I haven't been on The Walking Dead. You know, like I don't know what their sets are like with all the physicality. I don't know. That's a show I could see. I, I, yeah. That'd be a fun one. I did. I worked one day on The Walking Dead in uh, Richmond, World Virginia. Beyond. Yeah, yeah, World, uh, Beyond, World yeah. Beyond. I worked on one day of that, and it's uh, it was a seventeen-hour day. In the heat. In, in August. Yes. Yeah. It was hot. yeah so it was there's hot. another like there's another physical demand that you have to yeah. overcome. You know, we have the rain up here and the snow and the wind. And being outside and doing stunts and then down there in that climate, it's like the heat, humidity, long, like, so every, it's, it's, it's challenging. Like I, it's hard to be like, Oh, why would she leave? Like, I don't get it. And it's. (sighs) (laughs) You know know what the most important person is on this, on those sets craft service so they can have the coffee pot ready to go. Well, now they're not really doing that, I don't think, anymore. <laughs> what, what's the future of craft services and catering now? I know oh. they're going to uh, not – they're going to forgo the buffet format. Yes. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Um, oh. Apparently, the most important people on the set are going to be, like, the sanitation crew. I, I found my calling. Towel boy. Okay, there we go. Yeah, so it's going to be, like, yeah, the individual, you know, lunches and, and – Yeah, you know, all, yeah all, all everything's going to be boxed up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I feel very bad for different the, way of the golden corrals. I mean, I feel bad for all those buffet restaurants right. too. But um, yeah, don't, it's don't feel bad for golden corral. <laughs> don't feel bad for that. And their and their chocolate fountain. Yeah, exactly. Like, come on, man. If I see I see here on your Instagram um, a great pic with you and um, the legendary um, Danny Trejo. How was um, yeah. working with you? Oh man. Yeah, that was think, yeah, uh, a dedicated tombstone. Yeah, that was rad. Tombstone, thank you. He's so cool, like he's so cool and awesome, and just such good vibes. Like his story is insane. <laughs> 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 you know, when you sit down and you're like, 
what's your life? And he's like, well, I came from this and now I'm here and I'm booked solid for the next like 30 million years. And I'm like, here you are. <laughs> he's a I know. He's a yeah, like he's booked he's, back to back. Yeah, he's got a documentary, I think, called uh, Convict Number One or Inmate, Inmate Number One. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, that's out. It talks about his rise from former being a former inmate, uh, literally, yeah. uh, to playing yeah. Inmate Number One to, you know, becoming a, you know, such a, a legend in his genre of uh, acting. So, and he has awesome. and he has awesome. his own restaurant. Yeah, it's it's good. I've been. I've, yeah, I've, I've been. Place. Did you go? I've been. I've never. I've never yeah, been. Yeah, yeah. To I've yet. been. Yeah, oh. Treos Tacos. I've been. There's a couple locations. There's actually, one in LAX. But there's yeah. also uh, uh, several uh, in Hollywood and in, in yeah. Los Angeles. So. And the donut. Um, yeah. What's yes, the go-to yeah, the place? Because I want to put Vancouver on my. You know, to visit list. What's the must to see? See, you know, must see things and restaurants and things to see in Vancouver. Would you and say? And there's a lot. It's very concentrated in a, in a small area, so you won't miss a beat. Um, so it's like Atlanta. It's like a small. It's a city in the middle of nowhere. Kind of. I feel. Yeah, but Atlanta is like massive. Like you, you have to like drive. Right. Like your blocks are like five minutes long. That's in nice. Vancouver, in five minutes, you can walk like a quarter of the downtown core. <laughs> Like, actually, okay, cool. Um, I mean, for sure, I feel like, you know, it's an outdoor city in terms of there's a beach. Like, my view is literally, like, the mountains and the ocean. So, like, they meet. Oh, wow. It's right there. Love um, it. And it, you literally drive 20 minutes and you can go hiking to a peak of a mountain. You can go to the, to the ocean. Uh, there's amazing seafood here. Like if you like sushi, there's a place called uh, Miku. There's also a lot of like, I don't know how to describe it. I'm trying to compare LA in a way. Like, you know how LA has those cool restaurants and kind of like the arts district in downtown. Right. Maybe like there's like Favelle or like whatever, those kinds of places, or like Bestia, like kind of like that, but they're big. Mm-hmm. So just oh, yeah, take, yeah. Those, take those big restaurants and then just make them like really small okay um and it's like amazing food fish and there's like gluten-free fish and chips that's a really good place called the fish Mm. market that we get dirty with sometimes (laughs) a lot of good fish and chips yeah i mean there's steak like there's steak there's a like there's a lot of really good french bistros and restaurants here cool yeah there's a lot like if you do come here we will write you a fucking list like if there's a lot (laughs) I love and you it. can eat it all. Awesome. Well, definitely meet me and Ashley Buck for a beer for sure. <laughs> <laughs> She's awesome. She's she nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Alicia uh, is her awesome publicist, who's become a good friend, uh, Ashley Buck. And um, there's one project I do want to talk about. It's called yeah. Buddy Games. Oh, I don't yeah. think we. I don't know if we talked about this last night. I don't think we did, but it's no, directed by. No, because we don't know what's going on. Uh, Josh Demel. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what an all-star cast. Uh, yeah. Olivia Munn and Dax Shepard and uh, Jensen Ackles from Supernatural. Yeah. yeah, tell us a little bit about this project and where can we see it? I mean, I don't know. I'm still waiting. Like, I actually okay. ran into a buddy who was doing posts or something on it. And he's like, Buddy Games, that's where I remember you from. I'm like, you've seen it? What's happening? Yeah. And then Nick Swordston just posted something on his Instagram I don't know if you guys follow him, but he was like kind of promoting it. And I was like, yo, Ash, what's going on with the movie? She's like, I don't know what's going on. I'm like, I don't know. So I think it's coming out. I have no, I, I have no Intel on it, which sucks. Cause mm. like, I really kind of want to see it and okay. know, 
but I mean, it was a funny shoot. I was, it was like an all night too when I came on and all I got to say is Josh is so wonderful. He was there oh, at the cool. audition and I was just like, Hey, like husband's in the other room. Great looking guy. <laughs> you know. Can you tell about your tell us about your character in it? Um, she's just she's just a chick that like kind of helps Josh find his path. Like, okay. really, that's it's very simple. Like, I, there wasn't a lot of like leg work to put in there, but there kind of was. Um, and she just kind of helps guide him on track and in a in a simple kind of like awesome cute way say la vie like yeah awesome we'll have to check it out yeah wow that was incredible <laughs> interview guys find it when we can find it when we can find it please keep yeah. us posted Gosh, where is it yeah <laughs> well guys wow what incredible interview with alicia rotaru the talented and lovely second time uh guest on below the belt show thank you so much for being on uh on thank the show you. And if you could, uh, for yeah, for, for, <laughs> for good old times, uh, if you could do a little, a little promo, just let us know who you are, throw out uh, maybe the 100 and maybe Kilbert and let us know you're on Below the Belt show and end with a catchphrase or something crazy. Okay. <laughs> oh, no, put me on the spot. Okay, I'll figure something out. <laughs> Hey everybody, this is Alicia Rotaru. I'm on Below the Belt Show, and you can catch me in my feature Kill Bird, which is out now on Amazon Prime, on demand, and iTunes, and also on The 100, coming up season seven. Stay wild. <laughs> awesome. I don't know. You're so much fun, Alicia. You're yes. so much fun. Oh, thank you. Guys. Thank you. Thank you. You're lovely, too. Thank you so much for being on our show. Definitely stay safe. Hey, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yes, you too, you guys. Are, yeah, are, you, all, are you all in LA? Yes. <laughs> we're, all, we're, all, yeah, we're all East Coast based in, in Maryland. Coast based. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. Oh, you're all in Maryland. Okay, yeah, no one's in are. California right now. So yeah. how is it over there? Um, it's, it's not as bad as New York. It, but not as good as yeah. uh, other states. Still some lockdown. Okay. Like, we're okay. starting to ease up. We're starting to ease up. We have just outdoor dining starting Friday. Outdoor yeah. dining is starting finally. Great. Yeah. We just did that here too in Vancouver. So that, yes. that's good. That's a win. Lots of businesses are still still closed though, unfortunately. Yeah. And of course, like the big thing that's gonna because I work in film and TV doing lighting and and set set work as well. But um. Yeah. That will be the last thing that opens up, so I will probably be out of work until next year. So, like, what are they gonna do for you? Are they gonna make you do like a COVID on-site test? Like, how are they gonna proceed? I wonder. They're, they're like, supposed to put out their guidelines later this weekend. Right. Like, the okay. film industry is gonna put out their guidelines about what they want to yeah. do, and apparently, what is that on on-set testing, uh, like constant temperature check, temperature right. checks, you know, like With, box lunches like all the a time. Little yeah. Yeah. Well, like, well, have okay. you seen how they do testing? They have, they have to shove like a thing in the back of your nostrils. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's like they have yeah. a giant, yeah. a giant stick that goes through to the back of your throat. Yeah. So, like you see, like it's That's like what that. I've heard. Yeah. Yeah. It looks painful, <laughs> and it is. It's annoying. I'm sure yeah. we're yeah. from Hollywood. That's all cleared out, anyways, from all the years of coke. 
<laughs> if only. Again, he said it, not me. Right. right. <laughs> have been on a runway. Allegedly. Then. Allegedly. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Yeah, that's intense. Yeah. But hopefully, hopefully, film and TV starts up again because yeah. eventually, we wanna, eventually, we're gonna run out of stuff to consume. All of us want to be. I can only set. watch so much TV. Yeah. I know. I started watching like TV, TV again, and what it's like. <laughs> So oh. how are things back in the Stone Age? Oh, yeah. I was like, commercials. Well, because I do voiceover, so I'm like, it was great, because I can hear all the yeah. spots, and I'm like, oh, right, all right. Yeah, that's right. But, okay, that's good to hear. It's nice to hear that your state is, like, doing its thing. That's right. Yeah, you know, let's bloom open safely. <laughs> awesome. All right, guys. I, I know that you were um, the voice for one of the video games I downloaded, um, Puzzle Fighter. Oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I play a few characters in that actually. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, See if cool. you can figure them out because I can't remember. <laughs> Check it out. It's another quarantine thing to do. Yeah. Loser. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, I got a lot of games coming out this year, so I'll hit you up. I'll let you know what's out if you're yeah, a gamer. Awesome. Well, to have you back. Thank you. You guys are lovely. Thank you so much you for having lovely. me. Thank you. And uh, please stay healthy and enjoy your day and yeah. stay in good spirits. All right. Thank you, Thank you. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye. Ciao. 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 Woo. God, she's amazing. <laughs> she's such a fun interview. Good-looking girl, too. Wow. Easy on the that? eyes, too. Um, so we just have a couple of uh, RIPs to announce. Um, people that sadly had passed away. Includes Richard Hurd. A character actor known as Mr. Wilhelm on Seinfeld. Rest in uh, peace. Passed, passed away at the age of 87. If you uh, remember, he was on V, the fi- um, the 80s uh, sci-fi um, series as John, the leader of the alien vis- visitors. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's had many roles. He, recently, actually, he was on Get Out. I remember his role. He was one of the... Yeah. Uh, Did you see Jordan Peele's uh, Twitter post about... Uh about him no i haven't he said he said play this character like you're in a viagra commercial but you're angry about it and you know but you're trying to hide it and so he said oh so you mean just like play it like a viagra commercial okay he nailed it (laughs) yeah yeah awesome so rest in peace uh certainly a legend in the industry i remember i remember him from star trek yeah he was star trek yeah he was uh he is he is tom paris's father on uh star trek voyager Dr. Yeah. Voyager, Sequest DSV. Um, wow, he'll be missed. He died uh, sadly due to cancer-related causes. Yeah. Um, also, a musician named Bucky Baxter, who played with uh, Bob Dylan's band mm. uh, during the 90s, um, passed with the age of 65. Um, Larry Kramer, the writer and influential gay activist who pressed the U.S. government and the medical establishment to uh, respond to the AIDS epidemic uh, had passed away at the age of 84. And this one's really, really sad. Um, this is Hana Kimura, the young age of 22. She's a Japanese professional wrestler, uh, appeared on the, or was she about to shoot the reality show Terrace House on Netflix. Um, she wrestled for Stardom Wrestling. Um, passed away due to suicide. Oh, wow. Online bullying, guys. So, so sad, guys. Um, she posted um, troubling tweets 
one which said, I don't want to be human anymore, um, which is crazy. Thank you for everyone who supported me. I, lo- I love it. I'm weak. I'm sorry. So that was like one of her last um, <clears throat> social media posts. Hey, human race, stop being such assholes. Seriously, trolls are assholes, man. Seriously. Um, especially preying on the, the, the people that are, are weak-willed, you know, and then that would sadly yeah. take their life into their own hands. Um, you know, so it's crazy. We just lost a big um, name in WWE last week, Chad Gaspard, who sadly yeah. uh, passed away from drowning. Um, they just had um, a memorial for him in, in Venice Beach. Um, whereas, ironically, that's where he, he passed away um, when he drowned. And a lot of WWE superstars came out. His former tag team partner, JTG, Kofi Kingston, John Morrison, Shelton Benjamin, Dolph Ziggler, they all came in to support. Um, and, um, yeah, and just a real couple quick things on WWE. They're starting to do um, bring fans into stand, but not really fans. Just to create an audience, they're using a lot of their developmental talent mm. and also um, <clears throat> NXT talent to kind of make the wrestling matches a little more lively. Did you, um, did you see in uh, North Korea they put, like, sex dolls in yes. the audience? <laughs> we took the, we talked about that things. last week, yeah. Guys! <laughs> and they apologized. Lot, they apologized because they thought they were just mannequins, but when the mannequins the had, like, erect, they had erect nipples, they were like, they, <laughs> they couldn't. Uh, oh, they know. Most mannequins don't have a hole in their mouth. <laughs> like they don't, yeah, they don't have a yeah, hole like, like that, a big, right? Big surprise look in their face. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, but yeah, we're, we're hoping that sports comes back as well as NBA is looking for a, a July return. Um, so um, I'm guessing still no fans in the stands for that. Um, but they're actually talking about the remainder of the season at ESPN's Wild World of Sports Complex in Orlando. So um, that should be interesting. Um, other WWE stuff. I mean, you know, AEW was doing the the um, you know the developmental talent and the the NXT talent or you know their talent in the audience prior to WWE was. So a lot of people said that the WWE was biting off of. Um, AEW, but I disagree uh, because Vince McMahon said they didn't want to put their talent in the watching in the audience because it would look bad because of the pandemic, you know, right. you don't want to have more than ten people in a room, and right. you know that's exactly what they did, you know. Hey, Vince McMahon said something smart. <laughs> right? Is he actually the one that was that a joke when they when Trump hired him to reopen the economy? Was that a joke? No, they're actually friends. Like it's it's crazy. So, well, if you don't remember, Trump uh, was a cornerman for Bobby Lashley. Oh, he that's took on right. Omaga in a hair versus hair match, which I wanted was I was hoping Omaga would win because so so uh, Trump's ugly uh, hair style would have been shaved off. I would have loved to see that, but uh, no, we did not see that. But no, they're friends, and you know, Linda McMahon is uh, Vince's wife is is yeah. on. Is a part of uh, isn't he not a part of Trump's um, um administration? I believe so. Vince McMahon, I think, was hired help hired to help reopen the economy in some capacity. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 
But yeah, um, that's about all I have. Oh, really quick, Drew Gulak did sign a new contract. He supposedly had his contract um, run out. He asked for more money. WWE said no and released them, but then they worked out a new deal. So he's mm. back. Good. So, um, and of course, we always end with birthdays today. Celebrating a birthday on uh, Wednesday, May 27th includes Louis Gossett Jr. Happy birthday, who's 84. Still around. Wow, damn. Yeah, right? Uh, Richard Schiff. Great actor, West Wing, good doctor, 65. This is a good one for you new wave music fans. Susie Sue of Susie and the Banshees, 63. Mm. Um, I know, right? Adam Carolla is 56. Nice. Todd, yeah, he's awesome. Todd Bridges of Different Strokes is 55. The last surviving um, cast member. Cast member of Different, Different Strokes, isn't he? Yeah. Wow. The main cast, yeah. Of all the main cast. Paul Bettany, Vision. It's 49. Happy birthday, wow. Vision. Yeah. Andre 3000 of Outcast is 45, and Andre uh, had his acting debut on Dispatches of Elsewhere from uh, on AMC, which you can check out. Uh, I, I make a quick cameo in the season finale. Nice. Check that out. Um, uh, Chris Colfer of Glee is 30, and that's birthdays today. Um, so happy birthday. So, yeah, that's all I have for today, guys. Wow, this is an incredible show, guys, from mm-hmm. top to bottom. And um, I'm happy that we're uh, progressing as far as, you know, the state of Maryland is opening up. Other other states are, across the, the U.S. are starting to slowly open up, and that's the way it should yeah. be. To get for better a, or worse, they're a, opening a up. A sense of normalcy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and of course, Chachi, you were at uh, the beach, and... Um, I think I'm going to wait till Secrets opens up before I, before <laughs> I go. I think, uh, I think it's nice. To, and I saw that you, you went to Aztec Island and saw the, the horses. That's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that was packed. I mean, people were just clamoring to do anything they could that yeah. they were allowed yeah. to do. But yeah, it's definitely weird going to the beach and having, like, no bars open. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the fun this whole, parts. This whole thing of like quarantine has proved to me that the Fallout universe is bullshit because nobody would survive 75 years inside of a vault because we can't even survive three months inside of our own houses. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Fallout is, what... is bullshit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the house arrest. Now I know like what it feels like to be under house arrest. But, <laughs> but again, things are starting to slowly progress. And yeah, this is a, that's where we are. Um, have we reached 100,000 Deaths yet? Um, we did. Yeah, we did. We did. Yeah, we okay. Did. Yeah. So, um, I know yeah. Everyone says like, oh, you know, hundred thousand out of like how how many people in America? Like two hundred forty million. It's like, it's still not a small number. That's a huge. And plus, that's number. just that's just people that we can account for. There's still people that have it but are asymptomatic. Well, those those are just the people that died. Those people that died. People still right. have it, but and that I means think, that they still carry it with them asymptomatic. Is there not? Over a million cases. Uh, Some, yeah, yeah, it's over. It's over a million known cases. That still doesn't exactly. count people that we don't know and other people that uh, are asymptomatic of it. So right. you could be a carrier and have no symptoms. Yep. Exactly, man. So um, yeah. Yep. Actually, five, five million. Oh, it's five million. Five wow. million worldwide. I'm sorry. Five million worldwide. Is um, that that that's just uh, across the globe. Um. But the United States, um, it's so crazy. it's 1.7 million cases. Go to 1. YouTube and look up uh, 
go to YouTube and look up Yakko's World Coronavirus. Mm-hmm. You know when he counts off the uh, the this, the countries around the world on from Animaniacs. It does uh, the counts of every day. Somebody puts up a new number for each country. Oh boy! It's, uh, if you want to be depressed for a little while. Oh man, I don't think yeah. we need any more of that. Yeah. Jesse. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that ends tonight's episode of Below the Belt Show. We'd like to thank, of course, our special celebrity caller, Alicia Rataru. And let's, of course, also um, thank the panel, including the one and only Hardcore Bloodshot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's right, Jesse Fresco. Mm-hmm. The king of the 80s, Chachi McFly. See you guys. I'm Al Celebrity Soto. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, for another quarantine edition. Until then, peace. Well, it has been a ill show tonight, and I think we have all learned some valuable lessons. This is your bot for the bad boys of Baltimore saying, until next time, keep chilling like a villain. Bye, goodbye, 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 goodbye.